the CEO of Microsoft, Satya Nadella, had some interesting remarks during a shareholders annual meeting, and it seems to confirm a lot of the observations that many of us made in the wake of the CFO's remarks at a Wells Fargo summit. It also comes on the heels of rumors and insiders claiming that first-party Xbox titles are headed to PlayStation and Nintendo. What many hoped was only a strategy for Activision games like Call of Duty looks to be expanding to potentially all of the first-party property. The debate of the day is, is Satya Nadella putting forth a notion that Xbox is no longer primarily a console or platform, but primarily a third-party publisher that also happens to have an ecosystem? And calls for clarity about what's an exclusive or what's not an exclusive is now being made because big fans of Xbox feel like the messaging is mixed. And my pushback today will be that the messaging hasn't been mixed, you just aren't accepting it. So I put all of the good information right here at the beginning of the video. It's an opening monologue, and it is a live show. That's why the video is longer. But I put the opening monologue here to let you know what I think, what has happened, and then I discuss it with the live audience. So if you like this kind of content, hit subscribe and the bell button. That way you don't miss out on my content. We now have fairly strong statements coming from Satya Nadella, the CEO of Microsoft, about what they've always planned to do with Xbox. Remarks made at an annual shareholders meeting is causing quite a stir in the gaming space, and what he said seems to agree with observations and conclusions that myself and others have come to after examining remarks from Phil Spencer as well as the Xbox CFO. I have been consistently told that those remarks were limited to Activision Blizzard games or that they were only talking about Game Pass. But the recent Remarks from Satya make it clear there is a bigger shift and change coming. So first, I will walk you through what happened and what was said because some people were very quick to misquote or alter what he said or completely falsely frame it. This is obviously a divisive subject for some, but Satya Nadella's remarks are hard to dismiss or interpret any other way. The second thing we will do is we will look at the reactions to this. Some pretty strong remarks out there are coming from those who support and cover Xbox. If the remarks made at this annual shareholders meeting indicate what many are deducing a lot of Xbox fans and content creators don't seem to be very happy about it lastly I will tell you what I think because I have received some incredibly strong pushback on my opinions about this some of the pushback has been downright toxic because for many this has become an issue of personal identity and not just about games and the gaming market and I really think I want to stress that Xbox does not need to respond or clear up the messaging Folks just need to listen because the messaging has been clear for a while. They just refuse to acknowledge it. So up first, what happened? In an annual shareholders meeting that was broadcast, Satya Nadella was asked about the health and the future of Xbox. And this is his answer. He says, we're very, very excited about everything that's going on in gaming, especially with the close of Activision Blizzard King. We think that now we have the ability to really do what we've always set out to do, which is build great games and deliver them to folks across all platforms, which is Xbox and consoles, the PCs, and now even including mobile gaming and cloud gaming. So there are a ton of people looking at this, right? There's a handful of observations to make about what he said. First, He says that they want to deliver great games across all platforms. Now, this is tough to spin any other way than it sounds, especially when you look at the lead-up to what he said. They have the ability, he says, to do what they've always set out to do. 
This is Microsoft talking. What they've always wanted to do is treat games like software. And I've said very many times, they're going to want to put that software everywhere. When I originally debated with somebody about, oh, they're going to take Call of Duty away from PlayStation. I said, they're never going to do that. That'd be too much loss of revenue. They're going to take the software approach. That's why they want Activision Blizzard. And as Phil said, Activision Blizzard was not their strategy. It was an accelerant to their strategy. And Satya is telling us right now what that strategy is. Make and deliver games to all platforms. The second thing to observe is that he says Xbox and consoles. Okay, This is important for a few reasons. First, the word and is really important because some were very quick to alter this quote and make it seem as though he said Xbox consoles. Okay, Second, he's indicating that Xbox is now viewed internally as a platform and not a console. Now to some this isn't surprising as the FTC leak showed a slide that said they were no longer a console generation but an ecosystem generation. But it's clear that in Satya's mind, Xbox is bigger than a console. And this isn't bothersome to everyone, but some might see it as more evidence that the console is being deprioritized. Now, the third reason this is important is that he is clearly referring to PlayStation and Nintendo. I saw some say, well, why wouldn't he say that then? Well, I have another quote for you where he does say that, okay? He maybe doesn't want to mention other company names in a shareholders meeting. You want to keep the message on Xbox and what Xbox is able to do, right? He says mobile gaming. He doesn't list Android and iPhone and other mobile devices, okay? So when he says Xbox and consoles, it's a very loud and clear statement that third-party publishing is part of the future and the health of Xbox, because that's what he was asked about. I also saw people trying to claim this is being ripped from context. He was asked about Activision Blizzard. No, The question was, can you talk about the health and the future of Xbox? Really think about that. His answer to somebody curious about the future and the health of Xbox is to say, well, we're going to make games and put them on all platforms. He doesn't talk about making Xbox hardware better or making xCloud better. His answer to the question about Xbox's future and health is one that postures like a publisher. He doesn't even mention subscriptions since many are trying to claim, oh, he's talking about Game Pass, which is a completely unworthy warranted interpretation. The only thing he goes on to say after the quote I've already read to you, it's very brief remarks about AI. And just two days ago, Satya said something even more concrete about this. He was speaking on Bloomberg Live, and he again states this after Activision. So it's basically like, hey, now that we have Activision, he says, I think we have a chance of being a good publisher, quite frankly, on Sony and Nintendo and PCs and Xbox. So he's basically saying, listen, we can be a good publisher. We've got all this property now. That's our goal. We want to publish games on Sony and Nintendo and PCs and Xbox. I mean, he lists Xbox last. So what's the reaction been to this? Okay. The first response that I've already mentioned is worthy of mention again. People removing the word and instead of it being Xbox and consoles. They were saying, oh, he said Xbox consoles. Now, this sort of effort to misquote, mislead, or spin is just incredibly unhelpful. A lot of the narratives and the talking points that I often have to dismantle or debate with in my live shows comes from this sort of bad faith and dishonest effort to maintain false narratives. What you're basically doing is is you're tricking the public into thinking something. Then they come into a channel like mine, and I tell them what's actually going on, and I get accused of being a fanboy or some other weird name and it's because I'm quite literally telling the truth and smacking down lies so the people that are twisting this and removing that word 
I'd be very careful who you're reading if they're doing that. Another thing that I'm seeing is, well, not without Game Pass. This isn't going to happen without Game Pass, okay? The notion that Satya Nadella is telling shareholders they will be putting games on all platforms, but saying nothing about Game Pass, even though that's the real plan, is to get Game Pass on PlayStation and Nintendo, that is a massive stretch. I actually think Jez Corden struck out an idea, and many were quick to dismiss him on this, but I don't think folks are considering the bigger picture. He speculated about giving PlayStation players cosmetics in Sea of Thieves if they sign up for Game Pass, okay? And he mentioned Amazon Prime, because if you have Amazon Prime, they do like a monthly Prime gaming thing where you get like things inside of games. People were correct to point out that the primary driver for Amazon Prime is not monthly game cosmetics, but this sparked an idea in my mind. What if Xbox offers a cheaper tier of Game Pass? Let's just call it Xbox Game Pass Perks, okay? So Game Pass Perks. And let's say it's like five bucks a month and you get monthly items in Call of Duty, okay? I have to think that a ton of COD heads would sign up for that and PlayStation doesn't even have to approve it. They could do this at the level of your Activision profile. So some games may face an obstacle here of requiring PlayStation approval, but PlayStation may have no problem with this. Like, right, if you if you buy Call of Duty on PS5 and you play it on PS5, sure, Go ahead, you can sign up for a $5 Game Pass perks tier that keeps you happy, it keeps you logging in every month, that means you're more likely to spend money in the cash shop, more likely to be a continued patron of the game. This also means rumors of like, oh, Halo was considered to come to other platforms. I don't think it's that far-fetched. It could be a great way to not just sell games on PlayStation and Nintendo, but give folks a reason to sign up for Game Pass. If every game you publish on PlayStation and Nintendo has the potential to generate like a $5 a month Game Pass sub, that's a very strong play. So, maybe some of those Game Pass numbers that they were estimating and hoping to get, maybe it's not that far-fetched. Imagine 48% of those buying Call of Duty suddenly given a good reason to say, hey, you can go spend 5 bucks a month for a Game Pass perks tier, and you're going to get stuff in Call of Duty every month. That's a lot of potential new Game Pass subs. I mean, listen... A lot of people are looking at Call of Duty as well in this scenario, and they're saying <laughs> they just mean Call of Duty, right? And they're and they're they're kidding, right? Funny enough, I tweeted the video of Satya talking about being a publisher on PlayStation and Nintendo, and someone said, "Well, he mentions Activision. This is just about Activision." No. He said, now, with Activision, which is exactly the same energy of the comments during the shareholders' meeting. And Phil saying that Activision is an accelerant to their strategy. Activision will, as Satya said, help them do what they've always set out to do, make games and put them on all platforms. And in that vein, I'm seeing a lot of people say, I told you so. I get why folks want to say this, and maybe even gloat a little bit. It's hard not to, after how toxic it can get just saying, hey, Look at what the CFO said. (laughs) I think this is going to happen. So I totally get why folks are taking victory laps and saying, I told you so. I'm doing my best to keep that energy to a minimum as so many narratives are falling to pieces in face of cold, hard facts. The last thing I want to highlight that I'm seeing is basically this. I'm seeing this response. People are saying, Xbox needs clear messaging. We got to get a response from Xbox, like Phil Spencer needs to say something. And I just think this serves as a great way to transition into what I think. Because my response to that notion is, no, they don't. You just need to read what they've been saying and stop spinning it. 
There is no response. There is no new messaging. There's no clarity needed here. Phil said to the Famitsu interviewer, he said, Nintendo and PlayStation are now part of the Xbox community, right? And the CFO said at a Wells Fargo summit, he said, listen, there's going to be a change in strategy. We're going to start bringing first-party platforms, uh, first-party games to platforms that were previously considered competitors. So he wasn't just saying, oh, we're going to bring first-party content to other platforms. He's like, they were previously considered a competitor and they're not anymore and now satya the head honcho is saying listen this is what's coming this is what we've always wanted to do so again there's no response there's no clarification there's no messaging needing the messaging is here it's been here for a while and the constant false narrative spinning is why many feel blindsided by this it's why i do a simple show about the cfo's remarks and i get called a sony pony or a port beggar like it all stems from the refusal to see straight-faced what is happening because even now There's an attempt to claim, well, this is just about Game Pass. If you think this is about Game Pass and not about publishing games to all platforms, listen to what Matt Piscatella just had to say about subservices. He said, quote, subscription growth has flattened and subservices on console and PC platforms accounts for only 10% of total video game content spending in the U.S. I get that some people want to protect their preferred model, but the idea that subs will become dominant is unsupported by data. This lines up with what Phil Spencer said back in 2022. This is from Engadget. Quote, Game Pass as an overall part of our content and services revenue is probably 15%. He told the journal's Sarah Needleman. He said, I don't think it gets bigger than that. So pair what Phil said and what Matt said, and it's clear this is not about Game Pass. While the idea from Jez about giving people cosmetics and see if these are even my idea about making a lower Game Pass perks tier, that could certainly help. I just don't think that's the primary goal. As the CFO said, it's about entering high margin markets and selling games. It's not about getting low margin subs. So the last thing I'll say is this. You don't need sources when the CEO of Microsoft says not once but on two different occasions that they aim at publishing and putting games on PlayStation and Nintendo. Maybe all those talking heads who were surprised by this aren't as informed about Xbox and what they're doing as everyone previously thought. And it isn't their fault. This decision seems to come from the very top. So it was slow to make its way to the leaky parts of the company. But it also means it might be time for you to find new places to get your information and your gaming news. Or, at the very least, consider what some of us have been saying instead of attacking and name-calling. But that's just what I think. What do you think? So let me give you my closing thoughts and conclusions on this. It was clear to me all last year that there are very different approaches to gaming news. I myself have done what I can to format every show and every monologue to make it clear what is fact and what is opinion. Even now, we've made a change so that every show opens up with what happened, then we talk about the reaction to it, and then I tell you what I think about it. That clear dividing line helps make it so, so crystal clear what is fact and what is opinion. Some folks are learning hard lessons about bending and twisting everything to fit a narrative. A lot of those narratives are snapping and breaking because they've just been bent a little too far. The second thing I want to say is this. A consistent theme of my coverage of Xbox has been twofold. First, my disappointment this generation, and second, the evolution of the brand. 
and they sort of go hand in hand. The Project Scarlet marketing and the first Xbox Series X reveal, it doesn't even seem real anymore. It seems like a fantasy, because it simply isn't the focus. Just this morning, Tom Warren from The Verge wrote an article saying that moving games like Hi-Fi Rush to PS5 would, quote, take some explaining from Microsoft to reassure Xbox fans that the platform and hardware are still worth investing in. I just have to say, I don't think Microsoft cares to do that. If Xbox isn't investing in the console themselves, they certainly aren't going to spend marketing dollars assuring the public that they should as well. The last few major gaming events, the Xbox Game Pass commercials, were for Xbox Game Pass on PC. And the Series X is barely even getting mentioned anymore. They don't care if you switch to PlayStation. They have games that you will want to buy. And they'll make way more money selling games to you on PlayStation than loss leading with a console and then getting you to buy Game Pass. My conclusion is this. I seriously doubt we will get any change of messaging. I said a while back that I envision the next time Phil Spencer talks about this, it's going to be very PR approved. Like, we think the best way forward for Xbox is for Xbox games to be on as many screens as possible, and that includes Nintendo and PlayStation. He's just going to expand on bullet points and talking points that he said many times before. Does this mean there will be no more Xbox exclusives? Well, no. I imagine even today, the developer direct is going to drive that home but the question is exclusives for how long part of me feels that blade may be the turning point when that game comes out we know it isn't coming out for a few years and the one leaker claimed that eventually xbox first party games will drop day and date on all platforms now satya nadella makes that sound very plausible with his own remarks so by the time blade drops it being multi-platform it won't even be a shock to the system it'll just be normal and xbox game pass subscribers will still retain their value dropping a big name game like call of duty or blade on all platforms and then saying hey you can play it day one on game pass i think that's still good for the xbox brand as well as the customers but it's hard to see that when the remnant of a console war is still so firmly rooted into the conversation and the discussion and the debate and the completely made up scorekeeping it'll likely shift to revenue well hey xbox and microsoft well they're making more money well that doesn't quite have the same ring to it as celebrating games exclusives and high metacritic scores so it'll be curious where some channels and podcasts end up pouring over earnings reports to boast about how much money xbox made will not be quite as exciting as talking about all the exclusive games that you'll be getting just buy an xbox might slowly fade from being a snarky comeback and turn into something more mundane yeah well you're paying xbox for that game that you're playing well it just doesn't quite hit as hard but those are just my thoughts now it's time to hear your thoughts so that's the show open (laughs) and uh i'd love to hear from you guys and uh i appreciate you so so much go through the morning ritual good morning good afternoon and good evening uh smash that like button guys let's get off to a nice strong start today we have a ton of people watching already eddie rodriguez with nine months says good morning folks smash that like button eddie if you're paying for your own membership you're gonna want to bump up to 
the $6 tier instead of the $5 tier. $5 is now the gifted tier, 6 is a normal membership, and then 10 for VIP. So we made that change uh, earlier this year. And uh, Octagon Ocelot with a $2 super chat says, which stage of denial are they in? They're in the stage of denial where they're angry and saying disgusting and horrible things about me and other people because they're in their feelings. DK Beggar kicks the day off, man. Han shot first, and so did you. Thank you so much for the first gifted member of the day. And then Joker Quinn comes in. You guys did hit the goal of 2750. So this Friday night, we will be playing. We will be playing. Uh, I'm sorry. We'll be doing a a Madam stream, and everybody can come. All all members, gifteds, uh, VIPs, everybody. And here's the deal. Uh, we're just going to have her off cam because that's a Friday night thing that we do specifically for paying members. But because you guys hit that goal, everybody can come this Friday night. She will be uh, making fun of me as she typically does. People tend to really enjoy that. So now we have a stretch goal of 3,000, okay? If we can hit 3,000 members, we'll bring back that fighting game thing that you guys wanted to do. You wanted to do a, a fighting game community game night where you beat me up. We will do that end of this month for community game night. It'll be the last Friday of the month. So try to hit that goal of 3,000. You're only like 200 away. Jordan Lanham gives a member and takes us a little bit closer and gets us to three on the day. So curious what you guys think about this. This one's obviously, you know, um, this one's obviously to me very much um, vindicating, right? Uh, Sven says, hoping you can help me understand this because I think it can be interpreted two ways. Is he specifically talking about publishing the ABK stuff or is the ABK stuff now enabling them to become a publisher for everything? I interpret it the second way. I interpret it the second way because that's exactly what he said to the shareholders. Right? Yo, Behemoth! Behemoth comes in with five and says, oh, Leo Leon says, get practicing, Lono. Oh, are you guys going to try to hit this today, huh? All right, strut your stuff. Let's see it. Off to a strong start. Thank you so much for renewing your membership, Heatwave. Uh, Lono, when do Xbox announce these games coming to PlayStation and Nintendo? I have no idea. I don't know how they market it. I don't know who announces it. I don't know when they announce it. It's going to be interesting. Five spot from East Coast Overlord. Been a little bit of a bit, but we're almost at 3,000 subs. Look at you go. Yo, what's good, Hellfire? Me and the fam are great. Um, Yeah, here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing, Sven. He said two times, right? In two different ways... Two different times, he's saying, he's because when he says to the shareholders, he's like, you know, after after the ABK deal, he's like, now we can do what we've always set out to do. So, do you think he's saying that they've always wanted to publish ABK games? That doesn't make any sense. He says, now we can do what we've always set out to do. Make great games and put them on all platforms. You can't interpret that any other way. The people that are grasping to claim that this is just about Activision, you come on, you're making yourself look silly. It's time to give up the false narratives. You, you're looking just absolutely foolish at this point. And then when he tells the guy on Bloomberg Live, he's like, hey, now with Activision, we have a chance to be a good publisher on Sony and Nintendo. What What do you mean? Like, th- there's no other way to read that. He's like, now we got Activision. Well, yeah, we're going to stand pretty tall. We're going to be able to do a lot of great publishing now. And if you go to Phil Spencer's remarks, he says, ABK is not our strategy. It's an accelerant to our strategy. That's why it makes sense that Satya's like, now with the deal closed... We can do what we've always set out to do. 
We, we have always set out to do this. And I told people this last year. You're looking at Xbox when you need to look at Microsoft. I've always said that. Everybody sees green and sees Phil Spencer's nice jacket. And they're like, oh, I, that the, Xbox is going to do right by me. Microsoft, man. You've got to look at them. They're not going to spend $70 billion to help your console fight. They're going to spend $70 billion so that they can have strength and muscle in the gaming market to sell it everywhere. They sell their software on Apple, okay? That's all you need to know to know what Microsoft thinks about these weird platform wars. They don't care. They don't care. And I think that's the biggest problem is that everybody that's been talking about this has been talking from this perspective of Xbox and Game Pass and yay Xbox and Microsoft thinking, if you think we're going to spend $70 billion to help you with your console fight, you're thinking so unidimensionally. We would never make the money back. You know that, right? If, if they bought ABK and to siloed it up and put everything on Xbox and went exclusive with everything, they'd never make their money back. It, it wouldn't even make good business sense. They'd get laughed out of the boardroom. They'd be like, what are you doing? You spent $70 billion on, on, on a market share that touches you know, everywhere, and you're, you're going to restrict all the software to, to what? How many consoles? They would, they would never do that. And people were convinced that that's what was going to happen. A two-spot from Silverback says, Bots have started attacking you. You must be on to something. We've never attacked back. I've never made it personal. I've never made a video about anybody. I've never gone out on the attack. And so all the people attacking me are just self-reporting on their own character and integrity. I, If you want to keep stooping down into the mud and hurling it at me, that's fine. You're making yourself a whole lot more dirtier than me. You just look pathetic. So, let them. Evidence with 13 months. Adding other tier to Game Pass subscriptions will get very confusing to the average consumer. The current submodel is already a muddled mess. Oh, I don't disagree with you. I think they need to take core and standard and mash them together, okay? Just mash them together and say, there's a $5 tier now called Game Pass Perks. I mean, that was just an idea that I threw out there because I, I think Jez might be on to something. That's not a terrible strategy. Eugene says... There's a point that needs to be emphasized. Microsoft loses money on people that buy an Xbox for just one or two games. Yes, where was that point made, Eugene? That what that was made on a podcast, wasn't it, that we saw yesterday? Did, did Rand say it or Jez say it? One of those guys said it. They were like, they don't make the money back. Do you think somebody buying an Xbox, and Xbox loses money on the console, and then that person signs up for Game Pass? Do you have any idea how long it takes to make money off that person? How long? How much money do they lose on every Xbox? That person has to have Game Pass for X number of months before they even make that money back and break even on that exchange. This has never been about the consoles. Detective C says they are an almost $3 trillion company for a reason. Right. A $3 trillion company isn't going to throw $70 billion at the gaming market so that you can win your console war. Because... There is no console war. There just isn't. It's been over for a while. I said this last year. I looked at everything Phil was saying. I looked at everything they were talking about doing. And I was like, I I have a video that I got made fun of for. Because I was like, the console war is over. It's over. There's, There's no contest here anymore. 
You know? And it was made fun of, and somebody's like, well, they're spending $70 billion. Yeah, you're right. And maybe if you took two seconds to stop being toxic, you could see they're spending $70 billion to continue to operate and think like a software company. They're not spending $70 billion to try to win a console war. It was never about that. And I can we, we tried all last year to tell people, it's like you're cheering for something that devalues you as the customer. A five bomb from Rissick. Thank you so much, Rissick. There we go. Guys, you are well on your way to hitting that big, big goal of 3,000. You only need, we, if we get like 200 members a day, the last, the last Friday of the month is going to be a blast, guys. So keep it coming. Many hands make light work. Don't worry about these guys that drop 10 and 20 bombs or even 5 bombs. The single gifteds add up. Human type person says, I do think your idea of Game Pass perks could alternatively be used as a way to incentivize people to remain in their first party ecosystem rather than something given to all platforms. I'm not sure what you mean. Xbox is showing Sony's roadmap we all wanted to see. I'm not sure what you mean by that feed on land. Three trillion dollar company and can't win from PlayStation Nintendo amazing and three trillion is Microsoft, not Xbox. Yeah, no, I know. He was talking about Microsoft. Speaking of things that you were right of, the leak code for Spider-Man 2 on PC had a co-op mode, likely cancelled or delayed. It's I believe the online component of Spider-Man's coming later, shooter forever. This is why this is the way Microsoft has moved since the beginning of Micro. The may uh, make hardware to get you hooked on the software, and then they sell the software. To be fair, they might not make money for months from Game Pass if someone buys an Xbox. However, someone on another platform that buys Game Pass, right? But again, again, Gary, the CFO made it very clear that that's not what they're interested in. They're not going to go into high margin markets and sell Game Pass. They're going to go into high margin markets and sell games. They make way more money on the you know forty eight percent of COD players buying Call of Duty. That's a high margin market for them. Allowing any of those people to sign up for Game Pass on PlayStation is not a high margin market with $10 and you got a revenue split that with, with PlayStation? Get out of here. Not you, but like get out of here. That, that, that They're not going to do that. That's the thing is nobody looked at this from a business perspective. They just kept pounding on the, the tribal drum and it's like you honestly think that Game Pass is, is like this sustainable be-all, end-all goal? Every other subservice is plateauing, and, and, and now all the TV services are looking to merge because they don't have any strength. They're losing their foothold. They have to Now they have to merge to have, to have uh, buying power because you need a bigger consumer base. You need to be able to approach publishers and the people making the content, the TV shows, and the movies, and you need to be able to say, well, we have this many subscribers. Why? Because they're going to they're gonna smash together and silo up again. A five spot from Edward Hulse. Happy Developer Direct Day. If Xbox is putting their games on all platforms, do you think Hellblade 2 might come to PlayStation at some point? I actually do, yes. I think anything's fair game. I think you're going to see a lot of Xbox exclusives land on PlayStation a year later or so. Derek says, I've never spent a single dollar on an Xbox game, but if someday I saw Starfield or Gears on the PlayStation Store, they would have done the impossible and gotten my money. I cannot be alone. Think of the Nintendo loyalists that would that have never bought an Xbox game, suddenly buying Hi-Fi Rush or something along those lines. 
Hadigan says, if the console wars are over, as you say, and Microsoft could make a lot more money and expand their profitability, then who really won, Xbox or Sony? Well, they're winning different fights, are they not? If Sony can stand tall in the console market, almost you know, seemingly by themselves, have they lost? Do you think Sony ever had a chance of standing against an, a, a, a Microsoft-owned company on revenue or spending or acquisitions? The fact that PlayStation did what they did is remarkable, considering the circumstances. Considering the circumstances and the spending power of Microsoft, what happened is truly remarkable. Basically, what happened is the Xbox One happened. That's what happened. Microsoft's spending power means nothing when you when you launch a console like that. That's what that's that's really why we're having this conversation. They they would can you imagine if Microsoft would have had the hardware distribution success of the PS4 like let's just flip the world around and say oh yeah if Microsoft would have pulled that off if you combine that with their ability to spend Gemini Christmas it, they would have been unrivaled in the market but the Xbox One sunk their battleship. They have, they had no shot after that to climb back on the hardware horse and compete. So that's why we kept telling people they're going a different route. They're going through the acquisition to own as much property and have that control of that aspect of the market and just glean off it. Look at how much Apple makes. They, Apple makes more than everybody off of games and all they do is take a 30% slice of every game sold or every transaction made. That's all they did. And if you listen to Phil Spencer in the Famitsu interview, the interviewer's like, well, when did you start seeing things differently? And Phil Spencer starts talking about Minecraft. Minecraft was the catalyst to all of this. Autogon Ocelot with a $2 tip. The size of Sony versus Microsoft and how they lead is sad. Microsoft lost the generation. Phil has said they had to win to be a console competitor. That's exactly right. Didn't just lose it. It was a blowout. I love my Xbox and will never switch... Uh, Hardware-wise, I'm rocking with Microsoft. What are you going to do if in if in six years there is no next-gen box for you to buy? What are you going to do? You'll be playing on the cloud, I guess. Yo, good morning, Feed. I see you in the chat. Microsoft is bigger than Sony, but makes better products. Uh, but Sony makes better products that are innovative. Is that what you're trying to say? Let's be honest, Gears on PlayStation Nintendo sounds great. It's the one property that I liked on Xbox. My my personal take on games like Gears or Halo or like other big Microsoft titles coming to PlayStation, I, I've never felt like, oh, it would be great if those titles are over here. But when I look at it from a business perspective, I'm like, it makes perfectly good sense. Because, like, it just doesn't matter to me. I own a Series X. So if tomorrow, let's just say tonight, this afternoon, Xbox says, here's a trailer, surprise, Gears of War 6, you know, it's coming out this afternoon. I, okay, cool. I don't need to, I don't have to worry about playing that because I have the box, I have the Series X. Does that make sense? So, like, it just doesn't matter to me. But from a business perspective, 
when I saw Microsoft spending this much money and I looked at how bad their hardware was doing and then we saw emails that they were like voluntarily constraining the distribution of the Series X it was like the writings on the wall these guys are these guys are going to get out of hardware and be a publisher they're going to be more worried about cloud and an ecosystem I, I don't think hardware matters to them anymore Dr. Martin says, do you think Microsoft will give Xbox some priority with time exclusivity before the titles go to Sony to appease Xbox console owners? I think it's like boiling. It, it, apparently this analogy uh, is, is totally fake and doesn't work. But have you ever heard the analogy of like boiling the frog in the water? Like if you throw a frog into boiling water, it's just going to jump out. But if you put a frog in water and you slowly increase the temperature before he knows that he's dead, right? It's very morbid to think about. But the idea being... If you slowly boil the frog, they, they just sort of accept it. So right now we're talking about Sea of Thieves and Hi-Fi Rush, okay? And there are some people that are angry. That are some there are some people that are shrugging it off. They're like, whatever, Sea of Thieves is old, or or you know, Hi-Fi Rush is a year old. Like who cares, right? I think that window starts to get smaller and smaller. And according to the one insider on that one forum, they said eventually it'll be day and date. It wouldn't surprise me at all if by the time Blade struts on to the battlefield, Blade's just multi-platform at launch, and Xbox-owned studios are just publishing their games everywhere. It, it, that won't surprise me at all. It's like, at this, at this point, at this point, when you look at the reality of the footprint of the Xbox console, I can't see owning all those studios and making that a priority. Oh no, these games have got to be on our console. Yeah, got to be there first. Now, the CFO said... First, better, or best, right? First, better, or best is what he said. So, first is what's happening now. Like, oh, you're going to get Hi-Fi Rush, you're going to see if these, but it was on our, our console first. Well, then you have better or best. What's that mean? What's that mean? Well, Blade will be better on Xbox. Why? Oh, you'll be able to play it day and date on Game Pass. That's better, is it not? That's better for the people that have Game Pass. Let's just get a great game. But that doesn't mean that it's not going to land on PlayStation at the exact same time. Right, this guy says, let's, let's, okay, you're, you got a 10-year-old account, so let's just read what you have to say. Are you this dense? Games are not going to PlayStation. Stop making a fool out of yourself. You are becoming the joke of the internet. I'll tell you who's becoming the joke of the internet. People that refuse to accept facts. If, if you're getting your information from people that have you that strongly convinced this isn't happening, my friend, you're the butt of the joke. You're the butt of the joke. The CEO of Microsoft literally said this to shareholders. This is happening. Their goal is to make great games and put them on all platforms. And he says Xbox and consoles and PC and mobile like you're the butt of the joke dude you're believing what at this point it's just like it's i'm telling you it's cult-like propaganda it isn't true what are you going to do when this happens what are you going to say then you're painting yourself into such an embarrassing corner and you just don't have to what difference does it make victory was seven months 
The revenue from this will help grow Microsoft Game Pass, and this is also a win for PlayStation Nintendo players. I don't know why anyone is mad. Tribalism is self-harm. Victory, if you're paying for your own membership, you want to bump up by $1 to the to the $6 tier. The gifted tier is at 5 now. We have a 5, 6, and a 10, so you might, you might want to consider bump up. It's your opinion, but you're not stating facts. I'm not stating facts. So it's not a fact that Satya Nadella said that we think that now we have the ability to really do what we've always set out to do, which is build great games and deliver them to folks across all platforms, which is Xbox and consoles, the PCs, and now even including mobile gaming and cloud gaming. Those are facts. That is what the man said. What do you mean I'm not stating facts? Where Where's the lack of facts? I don't need a source to quote the CEO of Microsoft, the big daddy, the guy above Phil Spencer said this. He told Bloomberg Live, we have a chance of being a good publisher on Sony and Nintendo and PCs and Xbox. He said Xbox last, surprisingly enough. I've put up with, I've put up with, he said that about Call of Duty. No, he didn't. See, once again, once again, you're clutching to like lies. He's not talking about Call of Duty. Why would he say that about Call of Duty? Call of Duty's already on PlayStation. So when he said, we can now do what we've always set out to do. So they've always set out to be what? The publisher of Call of Duty? You think that's what the CEO of Microsoft is talking about? You think that the CEO of Microsoft is like, this is what we've always wanted to do. We've always wanted to publish Call of Duty. He says great games, plural, on all platforms, plural. It's, I'm, I, there's not a lot of other words to use. I, I just think it's pathetic. I think what you're doing is pathetic. It's so embarrassing. Like, it's so crystal clear. Even some of the strongest Xbox pundits are like, this is happening. They're going to start putting games on PlayStation. They're doing this. So, if listen, if you're... Because they signed the contracts? <sighs> if you think that... Okay, so I want you to understand something. I am I am doing everything in my power to be nice, okay? Because I think a lot of you are... I think you've been misled. I do. I think somebody has convinced you that the sky is purple. And I'm sitting here trying to tell you that that isn't the, that isn't the case, okay? I, I, I genuinely believe you have been just completely misled. There are, you know, channels and people on Twitter and stuff that just absolutely, like, they're, they are in the business of lying. That's what they do, okay? They've lied to you for a long time. So I'm going to try to be nice about this, and I'm going to try to be patient with you. But you need to understand that when Satya Nadella said this, he was speaking to shareholders. You understand that when he says what he says... If he doesn't specify and say, what I'm really talking about is Call of Duty. Same thing with the CFO. People tried the same nonsense with the CFO at a Wells Fargo summit says, 
you're going to see a change in strategy. We're going to put first-party games on platforms who were previously considered competitors. So he just told you, we don't consider them competitors anymore, and we're going to be putting our first-party games on there. And he doesn't specify and say, oh, I'm talking about Activision. He doesn't specify and say, I'm talking about Call of Duty. Do you have any idea the trouble that the CFO and the CEO would be in if that's really what they meant? And they're out here convincing shareholders, listen, we spent $70 billion. We got all this property. We're putting that property everywhere. And you're like, yeah, it's just about ABK. It's just about Call of Duty. No. The question that was posed to Satya Nadella on this shareholders call was... Can you speak to the future and the health of Xbox? And his answer was, we now can do what we've always set out to do. Make great games and put them on all platforms. So that's Satya's vision for the future and the health of Xbox. He doesn't talk about hardware innovation. He doesn't talk about cloud, xCloud. He doesn't talk about Game Pass. He doesn't even say the word subscription. He says, oh, you want to know about the health and the future of Xbox? Well, now we can do what we've always wanted to do. We're going to make great games and put them on all platforms. Xbox, consoles, PCs, mobile and cloud now he mentions cloud but he's talking about cloud gaming he's not even talking about xcloud he's talking about other cloud platforms when he says that not all games oh my gosh why does that matter why does that matter so let me ask you let me ask you something okay okay not all games what percentage of games do you think they're going to leave exclusive when they can make money on every single one of them if they put them on other platforms. Do you know what that's called? That's called maximizing profit. Do you understand that they have a fiduciary duty to their shareholders to increase profits? And if they are found not doing that, not maximizing profit, they, they could be asked to explain that and could potentially get into some hot water. He did mention cloud. He mentioned cloud gaming. He didn't mention xCloud. That was the point I was making. When he says the future of Xbox, he doesn't mention xCloud. He doesn't mention Game Pass. He doesn't mention hardware innovation. He mentions we can now put games on all platforms. Xbox, consoles, PC, mobile, cloud. So when he mentions cloud, he's not even talking about their own cloud. He's not even talking about their own cloud. Isn't it remarkable? It's like, oh, this is the future of Xbox. Health and future of Xbox? Yeah, publishing. That's what he says. Do you want to know why he said that? Because he's talking to shareholders. And what do shareholders understand? They understand maximizing profit. And you don't maximize profit by limiting your property to the smallest platform in the gaming space. You think shareholders would have been cool with that? Oh, you spend $70 billion. Cool. What are you going to do? Well, we're going to take all of our property. We're just going to keep putting it on our platform. You have the smallest market share. Why would you do that? That doesn't make any sense. A $5 super chat tip from Henry Heck. Satya said before he would do away with exclusives if he could. Something to that effect. Yeah, Satya said if he had it his way, there would be no exclusives. Guess what? He's having it his way. And it ain't Burger King. 
Satya Nadella said, if I had it my way, there'd be no exclusives. And then what's he say to shareholders? Well, now we can do what we've always set out to do. Make great games and put them on all platforms. That sounds like Satya's getting his way to me. It sounds like the man in charge is calling the shots. It sounds like he said, listen, Phil, (laughs) you had a good run. You did. You kept Xbox in the ring. But... It's time for us to change tactics. It's time for us to publish everywhere. Because this isn't working. We're just losing money. And we can make a ton if we go a different route. You're making the point that Satya generalized, then question the specifics. Make it make sense. I'm not sure what you're saying, Briscoe. Now listen to me. Listen to me. This isn't going to be overnight. What I, I guarantee you, I can see the future. I can see Xbox podcasts and Twitter accounts and YouTube channels saying, see, I told you, these games aren't going to PlayStation. Why? Because there's going to be announcements today about Xbox exclusives, and they're going to take that as proof that this isn't happening. It isn't about today. It isn't. It's about where things are going. It's not about today. And I guarantee you the next two to three years is going to be the longest, most drawn out exercise of denial that we're ever going to see. You're just, it's just going to extend the denial. See? See you ponies. I told you they're not bringing games to PlayStation. Indiana Jones and Hellblade are exclusives. Sure. For now. Sure they are, buddy. For now. Do you think they're just going to turn away profit? Do you think they're just going to look down at, well, look how much money we made on this game. Look how much money we made on that game over there on Nintendo and PlayStation. Well, well, let's just, but let's not do that with these other titles. Absolutely not. You want to know why? Oh, the return on this Oh, it's just got to be so juicy. Imagine the return on porting a completed game to a platform the size of PlayStation 5. Think of the return on that. It doesn't it doesn't take nearly as long to port a game to another platform. Like let's take Hi-Fi Rush. What do you think the cost on porting that to PlayStation 5 is? It's a fraction of the original budget, guaranteed. And they get to sell it over there at full at whatever they consider full price. What is it, 30 bucks? Do you honestly think that they're going to look at we can port Hellblade 2 to PlayStation. It costs less money to port it than to make it. So the ROI on that's incredible. Why do you think the CFO said high margin markets? Why do you think he said that? The margins on a port to PlayStation You're not looking at this straight face if you think they're just going to be like, no, no, we're not going to do that. Mm -mm. We don't like money. We don't want to upset the Xbox loyal. I hate to tell you, the Xbox loyal on Twitter and YouTube, like, they don't care about you. They don't. You're a percentage point of a percentage point in the market. You're like, and I'm not saying it to be mean. I'm in that group. We are nothing. I said the same thing about the PlayStation Showcase. 
I am not the target audience. I am nothing in the grand scheme of things. PlayStation says the market is this big, and there's this teeny tiny microscopic slice of the market that is like, talk about first party, Jim Ryan crying, pathetic and dying. Like, th- that that slice of the market, they're like, we don't freaking care what you think. Shut up. We're with The market's this big. It's the same thing this time. It's like Microsoft's looking at the market and saying... <laughs> Oh no, an Xbox podcast might get upset. They don't care. They're looking at a giant market. Wrong about COD exclusives. They were wrong about Redfall. They were wrong about Starfield. They're always wrong, says Eugene. Eugene says, all I know is Lono may not be right, but those super fan creators are always wrong. They were wrong about Xbox outselling PS5. They were wrong about ABK being an easy acquisition. Right, and then you listed the other things they were wrong about. Five spot from PWH Town. Agree 100% Lono, and Sony gets 30% to fund first-party games by doing absolutely nothing. Keep doing the awesome work. Thank you, Kira He. People need to remember that PlayStation is about 13% of the market and Xbox is even smaller than that. That's exactly right. A five spot from James Wolfgang. You think Xbox fans would rejoice in a world where Big Big Daddy Phil uh, could steal Sony Pony money without owning an Xbox. Uh, do you remember when I said uh, service line, no additional cost to you, kind of visit, upgrade, uh, coaching, that's fine. Um, they're they're swapping out our meter, um, at the like the the gas and electric company or whatever. We could play Halo together. Jim crying, Ryan pathetic and dying, quitting his job because he's too sick of flying. There you go, there you go. Write that song, Patrick. Lono, didn't the courts decide that Apple doesn't have to allow third-party stores on their ecosystem as well? Microsoft was banking on that. Wait, has that been reversed? I've not been paying attention to that court case. Uh, I've not been ta- paying attention to that court case. Did that actually get pushed back? 809 Lion says, Lono, I want to shout out all the hate watchers. They watching and seething today. Hey, man, listen, listen. I just want to make sure my hair is good for all the clips, right? You know, all that fan art. Call me Jimmy Neutron. Let's get it looking real good. There we go. Is that good? Okay, you guys ready? Keep clipping. Appreciate the free advertisement. Hilly's not going to be included, but all the PlayStation Xbox homies can do it. (laughs) Poor Hilly. The port begging is out of control. No one's port begging. Let me ask you something. Did the CEO of Microsoft port beg? Is that what's going on? Because that's what we're reporting on. That's what we're reporting on. Don't forget to smile. We're reporting on what the CEO of Microsoft said. Like, is he port begging? Seething about a a showcase later on? Why would I be seething about a showcase of games I'm going to buy and play? 
What's talk? What are you talking about? Who's seething? Wait, what are you talking about? I can't wait to play Hellblade Two. What do you mean? I'm gonna buy it. I, I'll probably end up buying Hellblade on two different platforms so I can compare performance, so I can play it on Steam, see you know, see how it runs. My prediction about the Xbox Developer Direct is it's going to swoop in like Tarzan and it's going to lift people up off the ground and they're going to say, see, they're not. They're, they are not going to bring... We still get exclusives. They're not going third party. I guarantee you it's going to take... What time is it? It's 10.30 in the morning Eastern time, Okay. At about 4 p.m. Eastern, okay, in about five hours, that will be on every Twitter feed, YouTube channel, podcast. Told y'all, told y'all Xbox isn't going third party. Look at all these exclusives. And it's like, oh, okay, that's, that is not the discussion. No one, just like, see, this is, this is what, this is what happens, okay, People create what is basically a straw man, and then they argue against that. They create some false thing, and then they say, oh, yep, see, this is wrong. Like, you know, I don't know, off the top of my head, this guy claimed he had a source at Bethesda. He's a liar. I never claimed that, so you're wailing on a straw man. I I never claimed I had a source at Bethesda, right? Do we have any sources that can report that you actually fired somebody? Anyways. So, like, that's what's going to happen, is they're going to wail against something that nobody has said. Now, I'm sure there are dyed-in-the-wool Sony ponies on Twitter that are like, oh yeah, dude, I can't wait to watch the Xbox developer direct and see Nintendo and PlayStation announcements. Those guys are trolling. That's not going to happen at the developer direct. This is going to be a slow process. You're acting like if Sea of Thieves and Hi-Fi Rush go to other platforms, it's going to sell millions. I I didn't say they're going to sell millions. I said imagine the ROI, that's return of investment, on porting a game to the largest platform that's out there, the largest console platform. Well, Nintendo's larger, but Switch 2 might, they might have to kind of, well, they'll probably still be larger. So let's say the Switch is the largest, PlayStation 5 is the second largest, or it's on its way to being the second largest. So... If, if you're looking at cost versus what they can make back, you do know that the cost to port Hi-Fi Rush or Sea of Thieves to PlayStation 5, that cost is a fraction of what a typical game budget is. And they're going to sell it to tons of people. That's like what they call a dunker. It's easy. It's like, that's a dunker. You're just going to take that and just just dunk it. Every time they're going to say, well, yeah, like a year later, have a porting team port it to PlayStation. We're going to spend a fraction of what it typically costs to make a game, and we're going to go to a platform that has a larger consumer base than we do on our consoles, and they love to buy games over there. Look at the sales charts of that platform. Like, you're, if you think of this from a business perspective, it's hard not to see that that's exactly the logic. It's difficult to see when you're like, you're a port beggar. Homie, you don't need to port beg when you own every platform. 
you make me want to straighten my tie and say we are not the same. Like I don't I don't know what you're talking about. PlayStation fans don't buy their own games. Sure, yeah. That's why they're first party property charts, but yeah, sure, they don't buy games. Shouldn't we see Sarah Bond front and center with this direct since she's running Xbox now? Phil's about Phil's above this stuff. Oh, I definitely think Sarah Bond's going to be more center stage. They have been doing that. They've been they've been preparing for that for a while. Because if you've noticed the last couple times they've done showcases, it's been her and Phil. I think eventually, yeah, it'll just be her for sure. I think I think that's the right call. I think when you have you know, she she looks younger than Phil. She's she's attractive. She's super professional. I think that's the right call. You throw her out center stage, and you just will start to see Phil less and less. Probably, I still think Phil will be a part of the direct in the showcase this year. I don't think you immediately push Phil to backstage. I just think you'll start to see him a little bit less and Sarah a little bit more. And I think that's fine. Like I, I just think that makes good sense. Phil's been, Phil's been doing it a long time, right? You know, he's probably probably getting a little tired. You know, he's he's ready to he's ready to be you know a little bit more of a desk jockey than traveling all over the place. Xbox is already one of the biggest publishers in the world. You think they need Sony and Nintendo money? Exactly. What do you think makes them one of the biggest publishers in the world? Where do you think the games are that makes that true? Are you crunching that math correctly? Your math doesn't math. If you think they're one of the biggest biggest publishers in the world, they don't need Sony Nintendo money. Just whose money do you think makes them one of the biggest publishers in the world? You, are you adding all those those lines up, dude? Where do you think that money comes from? PC? <laughs> no, no. No. <laughs> no. Gifted member from Joker Quinn. Thank you very much. Taking us to 14 members on the day. Whoops. Like Phil said to Famitsu. Phil said to Famitsu, what changed his mind was Minecraft. Minecraft opened the door. Right? Oh my gosh. What are we doing? Why are we worried about hardware? Look at the numbers on Minecraft. And then throughout the throughout the proceedings with the regulators, look at the numbers on Call of Duty. And 48% of the people who buy Call of Duty buy it on PlayStation? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Come on. Minecraft completely changed the game. They were like, wait a minute. And and then they buy ABK. And then they say, well, this is an accelerant to our strategy. And then Satya Nadella says, we can now do what we've always set out to do. Make great games and put them on all platforms. Eugene says, in Europe last year, more software was sold on PS4 than Xbox, service, uh, than Xbox Series X and S. Xbox can't capitalize on the European market without selling games on PlayStation. Literally shut out from one of the largest markets. 
There's some more facts for you. DK Beggar gifts a member. That's a perfect 10 bomb right there. 15 out of 25. We'll see if anybody takes the bake. DK Beggar. And Tommy Humphreys comes in with 26 months. Is Game Pass in danger of being canceled by Microsoft? Isn't it holding back revenue? No. No. I think the go- I think the strategy is right. You launch the game everywhere. Let's take um, Blade as an example. Keep all the receipts of people saying Blade Blade isn't multi-platform. Please keep all those receipts. There is there is there is tasty as a fresh baked cookie. Mm, you know. Hellblade's lame. Hellblade 2 is lame. And then, Hellblade's coming! Yay! Like, the receipt keeping is is marvelous. So, if you you consider Blade, I think the way they package this is, Blade will be multi-platform. And they will say, play a day and date on Game Pass. Do you see how that works? Like, that's a... That's such a win. That's such a win. They're going to sell Blade on PlayStation, where there's already a groundswell of people that are anxious to buy a new Marvel game because of Spider-Man. Okay? So, they're going to make a ton of money on PlayStation. And then, they get to bolster Game Pass's value, and they get to hitch their wagon of their brand and their ecosystem to any game that comes out it is as I said all last year this is a 900 IQ play and you're just not seeing it you think Microsoft's going to throw 70 billion dollars out there and, and, and they're concerned about Xbox console no no it's a 900 IQ play you buy all this property you publish it everywhere and you get to constantly say play it day and date on Game Pass Think of it like this. You're talking to your friend at work, and he's like, yo, I've been playing that Blade game. That game is sick. And then he's like, ah, oh, I saw an ad for that on my TV. It, it, I can play it on my TV. I'm going to go home and check that out. And that guy gets into the ecosystem of Game Pass to play Blade talking to a PlayStation guy. Do you see how that works? Like, they're... Even, even, as, even as Sati was talking, he's like, we're not, we're not like all these conglomerates. Like, we're one... We're one company. We're one thing. With and we, we get into all these other avenues. So they're 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 branching to gaming. They're thinking in gaming, our stuff's everywhere. But you constantly get to hitch it to the brand. Xbox Game Pass, day and date on Game Pass. Xbox Game Pass, Game Pass on your TV, your tablet, your phone, your computer. They just do not care if it's on PlayStation. It's not counterproductive to their aims. Think of the target customer that might play a game through their television, or maybe the target customer who might play a game on their phone. Do you think that person is actively playing games on a PlayStation 5? Some, some, but not most. If you're trying to target the people who like don't own a console and they might play a game through their smart television or they might play a game on their or their phone or their tablet, those people are not like sitting at home, you know, playing God of War Ragnarok on their PlayStation 5. 
So those markets are not in con- in contention with each other. It's not like if you sell Blade on the PS5, you've just chopped off the potential of getting a Game Pass subscriber through televi- through through the television. Does that make sense? Like they can hit every market and make money in every market. They get a handful of Game Pass subscribers through TV every month. I say handful, but you know who knows. You start buying Samsung TVs, they're including like Game Pass for three months or whatever. So you start getting Game Pass subscribers on TV. You're getting sales of Blade on PlayStation Five, right? You're surprised I'm alive after the roasting on Twitter. <laughs> I love that people think that's what's happening. <laughs> Roast away, my friend. We appreciate the free promotion. We do. Keep going. So the point is, is that they're able to hit every market and they're making money in every market. Like they're making money on, you know, on Nintendo right now. They're making money on PlayStation right now. You'll have to buy an Xbox or get Game Pass for most of these games. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't I just don't think so. I I think that you're you're clutching to a reality that's just so clearly fading. That's that's just not that's just not true. A lot of people are trying to insist that this is about Game Pass. Right? They they think this is about Game Pass. Like, oh, they're gonna get Game Pass on all these other systems. They're gonna get Game Pass on all these other systems. Again, I, I think that's the last bastion of that's like the last drop of copium in the jar. Like that. That's not. That's not happening. P- Xbox, Microsoft, and PlayStation would have zero interest in that happening. They have zero interest in that happening. Now, again, I threw out the idea. I, I, I sort of springboarded off of what Jez Corden said. Jez Corden says, well, maybe they can get people to sign up for Game Pass because we'll give them like cosmetics and Sea of Thieves or whatever. And I said. I don't know if people are going to go and spend 10 bucks a month on Game Pass for cosmetics in a game, but I could see a tier of Game Pass called, you know, Game Pass Perks for 5 bucks and you tell everybody that bought Call of Duty, yeah, you you can go uh, you can go sign up for Game Pass for 5 bucks a month, sync it with your Activision account and you get free stuff every month. They might actually hit some of their goals with Game Pass subscribers if they do that. Right? Wouldn't Satya be talking about what is already happening? No, because he uses future forecasting language. Again, you don't seem to be understanding what's going on. You don't understand what a shareholders meeting is. You don't. You also created your account 17 minutes ago. So you're just some coward on an alt. You've wasted enough of our time with your intentionally bad faith takes forecasting and answering a question about the future and health of Xbox he's not talking about what's happening now and neither was the CFO CFO did the same thing CFO at a Wells Fargo at a Wells Fargo summit he does the same thing what's he do you're going to see a bit of a change in strategy you're going to see first party games showing up on platforms that were previously considered competitors and all you can muster is nah Nuh-uh. 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 That's it. That's all you got. <laughs> you got a CFO and a CEO 
forecasting the future and you're like no they're, they're they're talking about what they're already doing <laughs> can you imagine can you imagine the outrage like the ceo and the cfo come back and i'm like wow well, you know we understand we we upset a lot of people uh, uh, about xbox we 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 uh, we just want to clarify that we were only when we said that we were going to do this in the future what we really meant is we were already doing it with call of duty we were really just talking about just a couple of titles we were actually only talking about small titles we were actually only talking about call of duty we were actually only talking about limited abk titles we weren't talking about all of our first party property Yeah, how do you forecast the present? Like, what you're saying is nonsense. It doesn't even make any sense. One of the largest, if not the largest company in the world tells investors and shareholders, this is where we're going. And you're like, uh-uh, no, nuh-uh, no, uh-uh. They're talking about Call of Duty. No, they're not. You don't, you're not even making sense. You're not even making sense. This, this is happening. It's happening. It's so much easier to accept it. It's just easier to be like, yeah, I accepted this last year. They never said full third party. Have I said today full third party? No. In fact, I was very careful with my wording in my opening monologue. I said, they're going to shift from primarily being a console or a platform to primarily being a publisher. Like, they're going to primarily be a publisher and no longer primarily be like a platform or a console. That's what I said. I'm not saying full third party. In about 10 years? Yeah, maybe. I actually think that's probably the the road they're going to take. I don't think the CEO tells shareholders, we can now do what we've always wanted to do, make great games and put them on all platforms. I don't think he says that and then like walks it back in a couple years and is like, well, just some. The shareholders are going to be like, what? Why? Why? Why not do them all? You you said make great games and put them on all platforms, Satya. What do you what do you mean just some? Maximize profit, brother. That's what you're supposed to do. You have a duty to the shareholders. You better maximize profit. That profit better go up. You think they only want a little bit of money? You think they only want a little bit of profit? This is Microsoft we're talking about. Have you seen how big they are now? Have you seen their revenue? Are you you think <laughs> You think they only want a little? They want it all. The word tracks and behavior by Xbox is reminiscent of Windows... Phone and Zoom. Hang on, John One with 24 months. There it is, the red badge. Ooh, baby, look at that shiny red badge. Thank you, John One. Thank you for what you do, Lone. I've been watching since the purple days. Was here with you through it all. Keep up the good work. 24 will be our year. Appreciate you, brother. Guys, we currently have an incentive going right now. Uh, you guys hit an amazing milestone of 2750 member count yesterday and now we're trying to hit 3000 if we hit 3000 the last community game night of the year i'm sorry of the month which is the last friday of the month we will do a fighting game and i'll let you guys beat the tar out of me 
We're currently at 2758. So you guys would only need to do about, you would really only need to do about 200 members because my members go into that. I gift every 25. If you guys want to make a run for it, now's the time. At the very least, smash the like button and hit subscribe. And uh, we appreciate everybody hitting subscribe. We appreciate everybody watching and not hitting subscribe and clipping and uh, throwing the clips on Twitter. We really greatly appreciate the free advertisement. Uh, So thank you for that. And we also appreciate the constant chat interaction, the super chats, and the gifted members. It all helps. A shareholder company is obligated by law to make as much money for their shareholders as they can. Is it as much, or is it just that they have to increase? Yo, Bolton Gaming. Thank you so much for gifting a member. Taking us to 16 on the day. He's like, come on, guys, let's beat the crap out of this guy. Fiduciary duty is the legal responsibility to act solely in the best interest of another party, right? You're basically, you basically can't have uh, negligence. You can't have like intentional conduct that hurts the company. Um, it's, you know, there's a fiduciary duty of a lawyer to act in the best interest of their clients as well. So it doesn't necessarily mean you have to maximize profit. You have to do everything you're doing is within the is within with the best interest of the shareholders. You can't do something that like is like voluntarily or intentionally disruptive. We well, yeah, we're just not going to do that and make a ton less money. Your shareholders are going to say what? That they can sue you if they can prove negligence, if they can prove that you failed in that duty. Because that's a trust relationship, right? They're trusting you to act in their best interest. And if they can prove that you didn't do that, then they can sue you. So you would have to be able to argue that it's in the shareholder's best interest to not sell games everywhere. Five gifted members from JOM. Appreciate that so, so much. Taking us to 21 members on the day. I've been gifting right away to help with the momentum. So it, it ends up giving you guys a greater chance of hitting the goal. So I, I, gift, I gift like right away now. Microsoft has a responsibility to make its shareholders more money. Right. They have to make them... Oh, I forgot to unmute in Discord. Hilarious. The first time we heard about the day. Bolton bumps the line to 22. Right. They just have to make the shareholders more money. But I wouldn't be surprised if the shareholders' inquiry a year from now is going to be, Hey, Satya, how did those efforts go? Can we see the impact of what you said last year? You told us last year that we're now to the point where we can do what we've always set out to do, which is make great games and put them on all platforms. So the shareholders are going to want to know, okay, how'd that go? What are, what, are the, what are the fiscal results of that? And that's going to be something they're looking at every year. Like, we maximized this much of our reach, we sold this much property on Nintendo, and this much on mobile, and this much on PlayStation. Zybersword with a 10-bomb! 
pushes it faster and farther all the way to 32. He rolls it over, and we're well on our way to the next goal of 50. A 20 bomb could stack right on top of that as an agent of chaos. We've been getting 20 bomb trains lately. We'll see if you can tempt it again today, Zyber. Nice work. I'm just going to go ahead and gift the five that I owe right now. I'm just going to get it out of the way. This helps with the momentum of we always lose a little and gain a little every day because we're, you know, 30 days ago we were gifting as well. So that's another great reason to upgrade to $6. Pick up your own membership and get out of the gifted member pool. It makes room for others. If you've been sampling the content in the Discord as a gifted member, man, get committed, jump in and pay for that and then make space for others who may not be able to afford a membership. There's the five that I owe you guys. Diver says for the hate watchers that's honestly why we had to change gifted's being able to come to like a madam stream but gifted's can come to a madam stream tomorrow night she just won't be on camera I just people are getting kind of nasty and super disturbing because they don't like what I say about xbox so a lot of them watch on brand new accounts the one guy last year made like 10 different accounts and he got in very regularly to the members only content so we had to make that change Butter says, going for the more humble take here, for all the people in chat that see this as bad, there are families out there that can't get a PS5 or an Xbox Series X, but they can get a Series S. As it stands now, there are people that can't play with their friends since their friends got PS5s. But with this move, their friends can hopefully play Halo and see if Thieves with them, or even talk about more games at school that they got to play thanks to Xbox's decision. Games like Hi-Fi Rush and hopefully for the Bethesda lovers Starfield, this is a win for everyone. I mean... I appreciate that perspective, Butters, but I have always approached this subject from the business perspective of it, not the emotional perspective of it, right? That's why I don't attack people. That's why I don't attack people and make it personal. Like, I say, I have I have, uh, I have, some sources that are reporting Starfield's coming to PlayStation, and I get personally attacked and eviscerated for days, that's like that's mentally unstable that's not normal behavior like I don't think about it from the personal perspective I'm just like from the business perspective this is what Xbox is doing like I said this all last year I said they are going this route I don't like it as the consumer I wanted Series X to be a bigger priority I wanted Series X to be a powerhouse to, you know console and I was dissatisfied with what they did. I was dissatisfied with their offerings in 2021 and 2022. And I was called a pony and I was ridiculed and hate on and people spit in my face. And it's like, I don't make it personal. You do because it's personal to you. And I think people need to get out of that lane. You got to get out of that headspace. It's not healthy. It's th- these are video games, man. It, it's, it's meant to be leisure. It's meant to help you escape from the nonsense in the world, not like continue to churn the waters with with toxicity. It's like these are video games, man. What, what are we doing here? Yo, good morning, Warhawk. Aaron Claypool says fiduciary duty doesn't mandate going full capitalism. It's meant to prevent CEOs from making decisions that benefit the CEO at the expense of the shareholders. Right. Right, but also, Aaron Claypool, they have to demonstrate that they're not doing things that are negligent or harmful to revenue, to, 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 to profit. You see, like, they they have to be able to demonstrate that. And the shareholders are going to want to know, 
well okay what how much property did you publish last year what was the roi on your publishing efforts because satya's asked about the future and the health of xbox and his answer is not game pass his answer is not hardware innovation his answer is we can now do what we've always set out to do make great games and put them on all platforms that's the future of xbox listen to what the man was asked and then listen to what the man said he's talking to shareholders hey man how's gaming efforts going what's the future of xbox and he's like making great games and putting them on all platforms that's his answer Creature says, it makes no sense to take it personal. Microsoft doesn't uh, think about, they think about money and they leverage it. They could care less how it impacts a consumer as long as they make money and have leverage. Butter says, 100%, that's more for those in chat. You're looking at facts of business basis and and you're 100% right. That's why uh, I love it here. Eugene says, I'll say it again. Shareholders almost successfully forced Microsoft to sell the Xbox business less than a decade ago. Vigilant shareholders are looking hard at the Xbox business. That's an excellent point, Eugene. That's an excellent point. Like, the, the little brother syndrome and, 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 the, and the spinning of narratives has you convinced that, like, Xbox stands tall Microsoft stands tall and they're going to tell Phil and all of those developers and all of those companies making games they're going to tell them where and when to put games within reason right they're not going to determine like actual release schedules but they're going to be like you better put that content everywhere we bought it and we want to maximize the ROI you're not going to run out here and spend 70 billion and then just sit on the content you better make that content sing it better sing. It better make the shares sing. I told my PS5 that Xbox games were coming. It won't turn back on. <laughs> uh, that's good. That's good. Hmm. <laughs> And we will be, we will be looking at the Xbox Developer Direct later. We will be co-streaming it. We'll take a break around uh, noon. I'll hang out for a couple of hours with uh, with the members. That's a great reason to upgrade from a gifted. Uh, you get as a gifted member, you get full access to the members only Discord. You get access to a daily Q and A. You get access to a monthly community game night. This month, you're getting three Friday nights that you can come to because we're hitting those milestones if we keep hitting those milestones every month gifteds can keep coming to Friday night we'll just structure it a little bit differently as I said we'll have Madam off cam but you'll still be able to hear her roasting me up it'll be a fun time a gifted member from Skatenator he says come on boys let's go let's make this man play a fighting game last Friday of the month does Nintendo allow Xbox games I believe that the Nintendo Switch 2, or whatever they end up calling it, everybody wants it to be called the Super Nintendo Switch, and I absolutely love that. It's probably not going to happen, but I I think that that device will receive Xbox games. Yes. Yes. Hi-Fi Rush, if that Australian website is to be believed, Hi-Fi Rush has been ported to, to old gen, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense. 
but we'll see we'll see i mean with the with the style and the graphics they may be able to dumb that game down enough to get it to work on a switch and a ps4 and an xbox one it was rated for old gen consoles so i'm not really sure what's going on zane zane jumps in with skatinator and says come on let's get a little train going here a little single gifted train won't take long you only need about 200 members and you guys already have 34 shareholders don't care too much about xbox i know i don't i just want to keep seeing shares go up eugene says the shareholder group that led the initiative has a seat on the board oh the initiative to get rid of xbox like i like i said the ps4 still has a big market it does it does they sell a lot of software they sell a lot of software on the ps4 so it's like you know there 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 could be good reason there could be good reason to put those uh there could be good reason to put games on the ps4 uh creature we didn't we didn't tweet about the show is it scheduled and just not drafted properly or something uh let me check drafts scheduled it failed to send edit I don't understand it won't even let me click on it you're gonna have to try again the the scheduled tweet just says failed to send I can't even I can't even do anything to it it won't let me try again I can edit, I can select it and delete it. So you'll just have to upload again and uh, and type it up. The Nintendo Switch 2 needs to be called the Switch Up. Switch Up the way you play. That's not bad. Good to see you, YouTube Lurker. My studio is still making crazy money off old gen. We'd be crazy to abandon the millions of PS4 players that we still have. Yeah, I mean... The PlayStation 4 is a good is a it's a good system. It is, it's a good system. And you know, it 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 had what? What what did they hit at the at its peak? Like 100 and, 129, I don't even know, 122 something million uh PlayStation 4s in circulation. Wasn't that just very twittery of them? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Like, I went and pulled it up, and I was like, wait, we didn't tweet? I was like, we had a, you know, I felt like we had a good short. The short's doing great on YouTube. The Super Switch Entertainment System. (laughs) The SSES. (laughs) That's good. A port to old gen PS4 may be more palatable to the Xbox audience. Boiling Frogs. Would Hi-Fi Rush be more demanding than Hogwarts? As it's currently developed, because it's a next-gen-only title, yes, they'd have to port it back. They'd have to turn resolution down. Um, I I don't know. They'd have to consider the fact that they probably would have to figure out how to run it at 30 FPS. Cutting the FPS in half would be a challenge for a rhythm game. Hi-Fi Rush is really not a next-gen game to the point I think it started out as a Switch game. Yeah, I think the concern would be if you drop the frame rate in half, will that affect the uh, the rhythm aspect of it? You know what I'm saying? 
because you got to be able to time you got to be able to you know time certain things like i was watching my daughter play i mean that, that game is that game can get kind of intense right and she she beat it she did great there were some jumping sequences she needed my help with but overall uh overall you know i i, I was watching her play it's a great game it runs 60 fps on the steam deck so it shouldn't have any issues ps4 or the next switch Right. I don't think it would be a huge challenge. You just, you have to do, you have to do work. You have to optimize. You have to make sure everything runs smoothly because, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of intangibles whenever you bring a game like that back. You've got to like, okay, we've got to make sure the textures load properly. Character animations, we don't want them going wonky. You know, you got to make sure any, if there's any memory constraints, any bottlenecks at all that, that, that don't exist currently on the Series S or the X, you know, are you going to be facing that on, uh, on the old gen? And, I don't think it would be a challenge. I just think if the Australian website is correct, then Hi-Fi Rush has been ported to old gen. And I've said numerous times, I think Hi-Fi Rush will crush on the Nintendo Switch. It's just, it feels like a match made in heaven. The art style, the vibe, it just, it looks like a Nintendo Switch piece of property. It just does. It has that feel. So... Microsoft uh, going multi-platform says next doc. He says it was evident in 2017. Watch their actions and listen to them speaking publicly to investors. I said this. Um, I said this yesterday during the writers' room because uh, Ginger Prime came in, and I said because he said you know he's been saying this for years. And back in 2017 when I I co-streamed E3, I did not like the PlayStation showcases back then. I thought they were terrible, and I always thought the Xbox showcases were better. And I remember saying in 2017, I said, I really feel like PlayStation and Xbox are going different ways. I said, it looked to me like Xbox is going to blur the line between console and PC. And the reason I made this prediction is if you looked at the operating system of the Xbox, it looked exactly like the operating system of like their tablets and their laptops and stuff. And I said, I think what they're going to try to do is approach developers and say, when you develop for Xbox, you're developing not just for the console, but also for PC. I I said that in 2017. I said, "I, I think they're going a very different route than they have traditionally. And then I said, it seems to me that Sony is just kind of doubling down on big first party property single player games Xbox felt more like a multiplayer platform with games like Halo and then they added that like looking for group thing and the party system I I liked everything about Xbox more I really did I I hated playing on my PlayStation 4 for Destiny the party system was terrible the audio codecs were awful everybody's mic was always echoing and reverberating it was it was it was freaking terrible and so I I remember at the time thinking I feel like Xbox is going in a different direction. And every year after that, it just became more apparent. And that's why when they walked out in 2019 and they were like Project Scarlet and they're talking no more loading screens, 120 FPS, they're using those phrases. I'm thinking, dude, Xbox is Xbox is going to change it up. They're going to change it up this next gen. And then the Series X got, you know, it's it's marketing push in 2020. And then slowly but surely, it was clear that something else was something else was going on. They they were forced to announce the Series S because of leakers in September of 2020, and then you know 2021's not very impressive, 2022's not very impressive, and I spend 
all of 2023 watching them deprioritize consoles and try to buy ABK. And that's when I just went full-blown critical. I was like, I'm being critical of the platform now. This isn't what I wanted. This isn't what I bought into. And I had spent the last couple of years primarily playing PlayStation games because they were bringing more games to market. They were doing a better job. Not only were they doing a better job bringing games to market, but their games were performing wonderfully. You know, whether it was Ratchet and Clank or Returnal or the Demon Souls remake, like it was like their games looked great. And then Gran Turismo Seven and Horizon Forbidden West and God of War. It's like they they were doing a great job. And that's you know, last year was when I started you know getting traction, pushing back against the Activision Blizzard deal. And I you know I went from a couple hundred followers on Twitter to thousands, and it was you know I was thrust into something called a pony you know, ridiculed, hated, all of this. And that's been going on for all of last year. And even in the last couple of uh, weeks or so, it's heated up again. And it's only because of my opinions about gaming. It's like, I I think some people are going to get ready to sort of stand alongside of those of us that have been unhappy and have been critical. And you're going to start to see why. You're going to start to say the same things. You're going to say, listen to some of the podcasts listen to some of the outcry they're angry why because they're going through what i went through it's like i've been in this ecosystem i got really excited about your consoles i got really excited about this generation and this is what you're doing this this is what you're doing you're 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 just gonna buy games and put them everywhere my series x doesn't even really matter anymore I, I genuinely, I hear the anger in their voice and the frustration in their voice, and I'm like, brother, I was there like 14 months ago. I, you know what I'm saying? I was there like 14 months ago. You're just now getting caught up. I found you through ABK. I thought another dishonest fool, and boy, was I wrong. Even in the last few minutes. They did something very similar to Colin M. Yeah, I mean, I don't... I can't control the actions of others. I can only control my actions. And we hold ourselves to a standard here that we won't fight back with mud and with insults and attacks. And, you know, we're just going to keep holding ourselves to being factual as well as being opinionated. Like, I said that in the show open. We now structure the monologue in a way that... You, you never have any doubts about here's what happened. Here's what everybody's saying. Here's what I think. There's this giant dividing line between here's what happened and here's my opinion. So you get both. Rather than tell you what happened, spun up by my opinion, I'm just like, this is what was said. This is what is being su- reported. Here's what everybody's reaction to it is. Here's what I think. That is so upsetting to people that they make it personal and they, and you know, Twitter is full of some of the most reprehensible things I think I've ever seen. And again, I think it reflects more on their character and who they are as a person. So if you want to support that and endorse that and, and use clips and, 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 and promote people like that and support them, you're just as bad as they are. Everyone processes grief differently, but I feel what the CEO and Phil Spencer have been saying has been telling us this has been the direction. Ginger, 
I said that so loud and clear at the end of my monologue. I said, listen, there is no new messaging. I said this to you yesterday in the writer's room. It's like, there is no new messaging. There is no clarity. There is nothing for them to say. This has been the messaging. This has been the messaging. You just refused to hear it. There is no press conference or interview or podcast where Phil Spencer's going to walk out and make this all okay. They're not going to. They've been telling you this for a really long time. You just refuse to listen. That's why that's why people feel blindsided by it because the CFO's remarks were spun. Completely spun. It was like Phil Spencer's remarks have been spun. It's like you're just spinning it. That's why you feel blindsided by this. You weren't staring at it straight faced. Dave One D with twelve months. Been a uh, wait. It's been a year. Holy moly! It is what it is. Lono, let it be good. Twenty twenty four. Appreciate that, dude. Dave. By the way, you've been with me a long time. You've been with me twelve months. We've now switched the tiers of membership. It's gifted member VIP. So it's five, six, ten. You need to bump up to the six if you want a standard membership now. Ginger says 100% it's been the messaging. You couldn't say it better, your opinion. Uh, what could people say if you just keep it just as that? But you come off as if it's facts? I don't come off as if my opinion's facts. I don't. I literally structure the monologue with what happened, what's the reaction, here are my thoughts. So as soon as I get to the to the end and I'm like, here are my thoughts, here's what I think, that's all opinion. Nobody ever argues their opinion like softly. Well, this is my opinion. You know, take it or leave it. It might be completely wrong and foolhardy. Nobody does that. That's false humility. Everyone thinks their opinion and their viewpoint is correct. Nobody walks around thinking their opinion and their viewpoint is incorrect. That's psychotic. No one does that. Your default sense is that you're correct on things. If, if you couldn't function if that wasn't the way that your brain operated. Are you are you adequately receiving information? Can you reason? Can you deduce? I sure hope so, because if not, you couldn't drive a car. Right? Your brain is automatically at default to set to think that you're right about your perception of reality and your opinions on things. No one's like, is that red? Is that light red or green? I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I don't really know if I'm right or wrong. Boom! Like, no one does that, bro. Your default setting is that you think you're right about stuff. And then when you're wrong and you adapt to new information, I think that's a sign of maturity. I have plenty of videos on here. I'm like, I was wrong! (laughs) I was wrong! That's not what I got. Yeah, I got that one wrong. This is one reason I've been worried about Microsoft buying up studios, says Ginger, because the goal is to put games... Uh, oh, you haven't been worried about Microsoft buying up studios because the goal is to put games in as many places as possible. Valiant says, a strongly stated opinion is not the same as someone stating them as facts. Donnie says, crazy, this has been the message for months, but people ignored it. The FTC case was basically in black and white. I walk around thinking my opinion is correct, just like everyone else. The difference between me and other people is that I'm actually correct. <laughs> Uh, people are afraid of you I'm not sure what you're saying because you're very articulate and you can't 
and they can't spar with you in the arena, so they choose to insult you and try to tarnish your reputation. I mean, I, again, we, we can't we can't dictate what people do. We can't. All we can do is hold ourselves to a standard, and that's what we do here. And like I said, this this has been the messaging for a long time. There there is no moment that people are like hoping for where like Phil comes out and gives clarity to exclusives. I think he's going to give very generic, you know, responses about, you know, we've always said we think if everybody plays, everybody wins. We've always said that we want more games on more screens. We've always, like, he's going to refer back to all those things that he said, and he's going to be like, this is what we've been wanting to do. This is what we think is best for all games. And we still think those who have an Xbox console and a Game Pass subscription are really going to benefit from being a part of our ecosystem. Like, I don't think he's going to come out and act like this, um, you know, this, this isn't, this isn't happening. Like just this morning, Tom Warren from the verge wrote an article and he said that, you know, in the wake of the CFO's remarks, Phil Spencer did an interview saying we have no plans to put game pass on PlayStation and Nintendo. And then in the very next paragraph, he says, but he didn't refute anything the CFO said about the first party games. Now, if you're not reading carefully, you might read that and think that Phil Spencer refuted what the CFO said about Game Pass, but he didn't refute anything about first party. And you would be mistaken if that's how you read it. I actually, the way Tom Warren structured, I don't. I actually think it can lead somebody to the wrong conclusion. It can. I don't know if that was his intention, but I genuinely think somebody could read that article and be like, "Yeah, Phil Spencer walked out here and he refuted what the CFO said about Game Pass, but not about first party." No, Phil Spencer didn't refute a single thing that the CFO said, because all the CFO said was that. Our games and our subscription services, you're going to see them on all these different places. You're going to see them on platforms we previously considered competitors, but then he also mentions mobile and cloud. Mobile and cloud is where you're going to see the subscription services show up. You notice Phil didn't say anything about that, right? He didn't refute anything the CFO said. It's not It's not just that he didn't refute what the CFO said about first party. He didn't refute anything that the CFO said. He played a, a game of looky-loo with the public. Oh, look over there. Look, look over there. Everybody's freaking out about, you know, first party property coming to the competitors. Yeah, look over there. Yeah, yeah we're no, we have no plans to put Game Pass on PlayStation and Nintendo. Yeah, the CFO didn't say that. He didn't push back on anything the CFO said. That was so calculated. And the fact that he wasn't even asked about first party, I draw, I tried to draw everybody's attention to that at that time. I was like, his his avoidance of that topic screams volumes you want phil spencer to come out and and make things all better well why didn't he do it when he did the interview with windows central because he can't he can't come out and say that satya nadella tells shareholders this is what we've always wanted to do phil spencer can't walk out and be like yeah i i know satya said that but uh you know yeah we're not we're not gonna do no no you're going to get exclusives, dot, 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 for now. So the so the developer direct, sure. sure. Hellblade 2, exclusive, yes. Avowed, Indiana Jones, yep, sure. For now. 
for now. Donnie says, I said that the exact same thing. He was asked uh, by Jez about Game Pass only. There was no question about the shelf sales of PlayStation. Looks like Tom Warren's asking Piscatella about the Series X S sales split uh, in December. And he says, just shy of two thirds Series X. Thanks. While not a great example, in my opinion, give some decent info. I used to live in the UK, which isn't EU anymore, which my experience with through work, I do boring background crap. Microsoft reveals average number of monthly Xbox store users in the EU. It doesn't mean the Xbox console will go away. Oh, yes. Even Tom Warren tweeted this and he deleted it, but the next console is a, is a cloud hybrid. Yo, almost dropped the ball in his interview or and I'm not sure what you mean JC I, I think I think if the next console is a cloud hybrid I, I again I just I don't think they're interested in being like let's invest a ton of money in high end hardware no no <laughs> no there's no future where they're doing that I truly I truly don't think so it's a loss lead. Their money is now in publishing. That's where they're going to make their money. And loss leading on some expensive, you know, cloud hybrid is still a console. I, I'm going to be pedantic, Ginger, and I'm going to say, no, it's not. No, it's not. It's a cloud access point. That's not a console. No. A console is a dedicated piece of hardware where you run games on it. That's a console. A, a, a cloud hybrid? That's not a console. I am going to be pedantic and split hairs on that because I think there is a c- distinct and categorical difference between a cloud hybrid that's basically just serving as a cloud access point and a PlayStation 6. They are not even in the same ballpark. They're not even in the same ballpark. They'll invest a ton of money in the cloud. Don't you think it's interesting, Ginger, that... I'm actually curious about this. When Satya was asked about the health and the future of Xbox, he doesn't mention hardware. He doesn't even mention xCloud. He talks about publishing games. Has has nobody... Like, I tried to stress that in the show open. I've tried to stress it a couple of times today. Has nobody thought about that? Shareholders say, what's the future in the health of Xbox? And he doesn't say, well, we have a multi-pillared strategy of investment in hardware, investment in xCloud. No, he says, we can now do what we've always set out to do, make great games and put them on all platforms. That's the future and the health of Xbox, according to Microsoft's CEO. That's his answer. That doesn't sound like xCloud or Game Pass is or or hardware doesn't sound like those are a priority like at all. He mentioned AI. He did mention AI at the end for sure because he thinks that's going to be a, a, a huge a huge assistance to them. So sure, they could make they could make leaps in AI that could then help cloud. But again, his his first go-to answer is making games and putting them everywhere. That's his answer for Xbox's future. 
He also said multiple times that Microsoft and gaming is cloud. Sure, for sure. But I again think the front burner engine for them is publishing games. That's that's the front burner right now. Now, they may make a ton of money over the next couple of years primarily focusing on publishing and then they invest those monies into AI and cloud for sure for sure but even that to me okay I'm I am not a consumer that cares about that because the infrastructure isn't there I want a strong piece of hardware in my living room that's what I want he didn't say put them on all platforms he didn't are you sure about that? We think that now we have the ability to really do what we've always set out to do, which is build great games and deliver them to folks across all platforms. You sure? You sure he didn't say that? That it live in a video. It's been quoted ad nauseum on Twitter and in articles everywhere. None of these acquisitions have made Xbox consoles better. So why is it so hard to believe that they're pivoting away from the console? Even a cloud hybrid to me is a pivot away from console. That's not a console. It's not. It's a, it's a cloud access point. You're trying to get me to play on cloud. That That's not a console. That's not what I want to buy. I want to buy a Nintendo Switch 2 and play Zelda at 60 FPS. I want to buy a PlayStation 6 and play The Last of Us Part 3 with path tracing. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, that that, that that's my consumer interest. That's what I want. And I got news for you. There's a lot of people like me. Way more people than are like, yeah, I can't wait to play on cloud. They're making an ARM AI dedicated chip where they're pushing that in, uh, pushing into all their machines, which is why the rumor of Xbox pushing out a new Xbox early. For sure, for sure. And I, I listen, I, again... Which isn't a console, it's a handheld that can be played on a TV. Uh, okay, I, I don't... <laughs> that... We we definitely can get down into the... To, to like the, the nuts and bolts of like what the Switch is versus the PlayStation versus the Cloud Hybrid. I'm telling you, as someone who has been playing console games since the Coleco, a Cloud Hybrid is not a console. It's not. It's an access point, and I'm not interested in it. I'm not. Doesn't interest me. If it interests you, great. I hope it's awesome. If in 15 years, I've got fiber in my neighborhood, and I can play 4K cloud, and it feels like I'm playing native, you've now won me, but not yet. I I have no interest in it. It doesn't, it doesn't, it's not impressive right now. If you have to be online to play a lot of games these days, what meaningful difference is there between console and cloud access point? If they make performance comparable? The difference is, Valiant, if I'm playing online with somebody and it gets a little bit laggy, like I was playing Lego Fortnite with my kiddos, it got a little rubber bandy. 
okay, that's not a big deal. That doesn't make the game suddenly look like trash. That doesn't make the game suddenly run poorly. That doesn't make me suddenly everything's blurry or I get disconnected or, right? The reservation is not just performance disparity. It's it's completely and utterly disruptive to my experience. It's not just a little bit of lag. It'll suddenly look terrible. I might have to wait if capacity's not there. Like, my neighborhood gets to determine my experience. I am not interested in that. A little bit of lag when you're playing online with somebody isn't comparable. It's not. It's a false equivalency. Like, a little bit of lag if I'm playing co-op with you. Like, Valiant, let's say me and you are playing Returnal together. A little bit of lag is not that big of a deal. It's, it's, it's minute in comparison to if I'm playing a game on the cloud and the, the cloud starts messing up, I'm going to miss an iframe. I'm going to miss a dodge. I am. That's what's going to happen. Like, when, I'm, when I've been playing on my portal, there's certain games I just don't want to play on the portal. Like, I don't want to play uh, Prince of Persia on the portal because the fighting and the boss fights are crazy. They're tough little bit of lag and I'm dead and the fight's over and now a, a good a good fight a good boss fight is ruined I don't think that's comparable to running around in a co-op game or call of duty and getting a little bit of lag I don't think they're comparable and lag typically makes people rage out anyway Specter Gent with six months says if it's less powerful than the PS5 and the Series X I'll be fully converting to PlayStation what you just outlined is five years from now has been my reality for the last three years and my cloud PC has only gotten better and better but it's not ready for scale for everyone yet. Gotcha. So it's not a fundamental dislike. It's just in the current execution not sticking the landing. Right. Like, I have... Remember why I hated Gambit? I hated Gambit because someone else can disrupt what I'm doing. And I just don't, I don't, I'm not interested in a game mode like that. I'm always more in line with like a PVE mode or co-op, right? So it's analogous to being like, I got a great television. I got my controller. I got my feet prop. I got a drink in my hand. I'm ready to game. And my crappy neighborhood internet can make my game look and run like garbage. I'm not interested in that. Not at all. If in 10 years, I got a dedicated fiber line and I can download a video game like that, I can play cloud and can't tell the difference, then you get me as a consumer. Then. That is a giant and potentially unrealized future because cloud right now, for for, for cloud gaming with Xbox, they don't even have enough capacity and they give you a Series S profile. Think I'm freaking interested in that? You think I'm interested in buying a console cloud hybrid from Xbox and waiting in line to play a game? And and playing on a Series S profile? Ugh. Why? Why would I do that? That's, that sounds terrible. But GeForce Now... I don't care about GeForce Now. I'm talking about Xbox. I'm talking about the next console they make being a cloud hybrid. You think in three years, you think in two years... My neighborhood's going to be different. The infrastructure's going to be different. You think their capacity's going to be gro- you know, vastly different? I sure hope so. Because if not, I have no interest in it. None. xCloud's the weakest of the cloud offerings. Right. Which is exactly why when people are like, well, they, yeah, their next offering's going to be a cloud hybrid. I have zero interest in buying that. 
You might as well try to sell me knitting needles. I don't want to do. I don't want. I don't want to knit. <laughs> I'm not interested in that. That's 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 pointless to me. That's a non-starter. It's a non-starter. It it goes boom right off of me as a consumer. I go back to 2019, sitting in the Twitch studio with my fellow hosts, looking at the monitor, listening to them talk about Project Scarlet. That is what I want. That that's what I want. That's why when I hear about like a PlayStation 5 Pro, I'm like, give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to me. More frames, better graphics, better loading. Give it to me. I want it. So the 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 trajectory of Xbox going from Project Scarlet to if let's just say in in 2026 they drop this this cloud hybrid. <laughs> what? You've completely evolved into something that I'm not interested in. You tried to sell me a horse, and now you're marketing an iguana. It's like, I'm, I'm not interested in this at all. It, w- but what do the kids want? I mean, it's hard to know what the next generation wants, Ginger, because like when I'm around my nephews, my the, the oldest nephew likes to PC game. Uh, the one nephew likes playing on the Switch. And then they just got a PS5. So they're all over the place. I, I don't think the younger generation has any dedication to any of the avenues. They just want to play. So again, if the quality's not there, cloud isn't going to even land in their market. They're going to be like, I don't want to play that. Yeah, I tried that. It ran like crap. I had to wait for 10 minutes to play the dadgum game. So they've got to not just get their own capacity there, Microsoft can't control the internet quality in my city. They can't. They can't. So there's entire portions of the market that will look negatively at cloud if the infrastructure can't get there. Like Microsoft can build more data centers and they can leverage AI and they can have this amazing cloud hybrid device. And if your internet in your neighborhood sucks, they lose you as a consumer like that they're already losing consumers to playstation the young generation has no brand connection right they don't have a brand connection so they don't care but what i do know is a family that was always a nintendo and xbox family got a playstation 5 do you want to know why they got a playstation 5 because that's where all the games seem to be so if that starts happening if my nephews are an anecdotal piece of evidence that's that's some semblance of what's happening it's not going to be about brand loyalty it's going to be about where their games are they're going to jump into the playstation ecosystem and they're going to buy games like spider-man and they're going to buy games like god of war and horizon forbidden west and you know what's going to start to happen you're going to foster brand loyalty because that's where their games are. That's what happened the last generation. That's why what's happening right now with hardware distribution, everybody acts like it's no big deal. Everybody acts like, oh, nobody cares about consoles. The future's cloud. The future's cloud. Oh, not right now it's not. And if you can get an entire generation behind us to get into PlayStation and start buying games, and what and what Jez is saying Kids are primarily playing online games and those are the worst to play on cloud because you're adding two layers of latency. Fortnite and Apex, right? Fortnite, Apex, Minecraft. 
again, if you play that on the cloud and that extra layer of latency leads to a bad experience, you're just that, that's the that is one of the I think one of the tenuous troubles with with that with that uh, with that offering is let, let's take um let's take ports as an example. Like, look at what happened to The Last of Us Part 1 port. Look at Jedi Survivor in Steam. What happens when a game runs like crap? What happens? It gets eviscerated and it gets tossed in the bin. What do you think people are going to do with cloud gaming over the next 5 to 10 years if that's the experience? You buy a you buy a cloud hybrid and you have a bad experience. Do you think they're going to be like, well, let me try tomorrow? No, they're going to do the same thing they do with bad ports, with buggy games. Look at what the gaming community has been conditioned to do. Games buggy at launch, it's trash! Throw it in the garbage. You think they're going to tolerate? Do you think they're going to tolerate lag and latency and capacity issues with cloud? No. They're going to throw that in the bin. And trying to get them to come back is going to be even tougher. No, come back, come back. It's better now. It's better now. If their neighborhood internet still sucks, it's not going to be better now. And they're going to say, yep, just like last time, bunch of lag, throw it in the bin. Cloud is a tough sell. It is. I think it's a tough sell. I think it's like, it's kind of like what's happening with VR. VR is a tough sell. People that have VR are out here singing its praises. Like, it's so awesome. You just got to try it. And people do the same thing with cloud. You just got to try it. It's so good. And the average consumer's like, yeah, I tried it. It wasn't very good. It lagged. It's, I, I think it's very easy. It's brittle. It's very easy to break that, that interest because it's like, ah, I can just download the game and play it. This, I didn't like that. That was laggy and bad. Eugene says, I don't put up with the slightest inconvenience in my gaming leisure time. Ain't no way I'm putting up with the cloud. I think cloud gaming is going to be similar to VR. It's going to be difficult to get adoption and loyalty because it's so easy for somebody to have a bad experience. You can get motion sick in VR and you're never going to try it again or you're going to be way less likely to try it ever again. Cloud's the same way. It's like you try cloud a couple of times and it's laggy and bad. It it, it might not even be uh, xCloud's fault. It could be your neighborhood's fault. And you're going to say, ah, that, that was crap. I'm never doing that again. I think it's going to go through similar adoption challenges. It's going to go through similar adoption challenges. Now, do you want to know what else is going to hurt cloud? Native strength of mobile devices. That's another significant challenge to cloud. You get sick in VR? Yeah, and you can't do anything about it. It's like, it's such a bummer because it's such a great experience. Like, it's such a great experience that, like, you know, and people and people literally are like, I can't do it. My brain says no. I, I get woozy. Switch 2 won't have backwards compatibility. They want money. That's false, Ica Gang. They said on an earnings call that they would make the transition from the old Switch to the new Switch a smooth process, and they're going to use your account to do it. What you're saying is not supported by what executives have already communicated. You would, app- if Switch does that, you would see... It would be like the Xbox One era. It would be the worst generation of Nintendo for them. It would be absolutely destructive. When you have 129 million Switch users and you tell them that they can't bring their games with them, 
you are literally blowing a hole in the bottom of the boat. They will they would not do that. It would be catastrophic to consumer trust and demand for the device. You're going to tell 129 million people. You're going to tell a fourth of the population of Japan, "Yeah, you can't bring your games with you." <laughs> if anybody greenlights that, they'll be fired at the bottom of the Atlantic by the end of the month. Like they wouldn't they would they would they would not survive that. To be fair, this is Nintendo. They do some really dumb things, but yes, I 100% agree with you. Yeah, I don't think they can afford to make that decision because the Switch is just such a moneymaker for them. Near all Nintendo consoles have supported the last generation. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think they would do that. I don't think they would do that. They've laid the groundwork for that with um, the Nintendo Online. They've been testing the ability to emulate old games. Why do you think that is? They want to be able to let you play your old games, for sure. What I've been told is, I need a better VR setup, so I'm 100% game to try again. I just need to find the setup before I spend my money. Well, Ginger, the wooziness that people feel, it actually subsides the more you play, which is kind of a hard sell. It's like, you, you almost have to train yourself to not be bothered by it. A good game with good settings, there there are settings where they'll sort of blur your FOV edges when you're moving. There's also snap turning. So instead of turning smooth, you snap turn. So you sense a lot less of the motion. Those things can ease you in. And ga- and companies are getting better about, uh, what do they call them, butters? Comfort settings. I think VR games are getting better about having comfort settings so that somebody that's really susceptible to motion sickness can do teleport movement, snap turning, so you almost don't sense any of the movement, but you still get the tactile, aiming, grabbing, touching, you know, VR experience. But you're not, like, swooping through hallways and feeling like you're going to vomit. You missed the low-hanging fruit joke. He tried selling me a horse and he sold me a pony. No, 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 no. That wouldn't have made any sense. My kids aren't old enough for VR. Yeah, my kids ask all the time and they say like no, under 13 shouldn't 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 be on VR. Guys, in about nine minutes, I'm gonna turn on uh members only QA. So if you guys want to push the membership a little bit higher. Uh, we did hit 2750. So if you got a gifted membership today, I've already gifted the five that I owe you. If you hit 50, I owe you five more. So that's been, that means there's been 39 new members today. If you're one of the lucky people that got that, make sure and plug into the discord, make sure and tune in this Friday night. You get to hang out with me and my wife. We are starting to typically reserve Friday nights with madam for paying members only. We don't let gifteds come, but when we hit big goals, we want to say, Hey, you know what? We're going to let everybody come this Friday night to sample, uh, the content. She will be off cam. Uh, that's just because we have been subject to a lot of attacks and hate lately and, uh, pretty reprehensible people are watching enough to get gifteds and letting them have access to my family is not something that I'm willing to do. So, but I am willing to say, hey, we'll let you sample it. So do me a favor and smash the like button if you haven't already. That helps out the video. We're at 400 likes. Let's set our sights on 500 likes and let's set our sights on the next member goal of 50. Get some more people in here in a little bit. I'll switch the chat to members only and we'll do a gaming AMA where you can ask me anything about gaming. We will do that in a little bit. And then after we do that for a while, we'll head to uh, a hangout with members. 
Little on cloud gaming is the equivalent of an old man yells at cloud. No, no, it's not old man yells at cloud. It's you're not good enough yet, right? I'm talent scouting and I'm watching somebody that's not there yet. It's not old man yells at cloud. It's yeah, you're not there yet. Like I see the potential, right? You can see the potential in an athlete and be like, yeah, you're not there yet. I'll come back next year and see how you're doing. Right? I I look at Cloud and I say, I see the potential, but you're not there yet. You're not you don't meet my standards. You don't. Cloud Cloud is Cloud is in, inferior to what I want from gaming. Do you know what I'm saying? Now, I come back in a couple years, and I look at Cloud, and I say, Oh, okay. All right. Let me try this out. I did that with VR. I looked at VR uh, a couple years ago, and I was like, That looks jank, bro. No, no thank you. And then I saw a trailer for Call of the Mountain, and I said, I'm What? What? Look at them leaves. Look at that water. gonna be is that is it gonna look like that so i got it and i played it and my mind was blown so to me to me uh i think i think cloud has you know massive potential but as good as they make it i'm still looking at my neighborhood there i live in louisville kentucky and i was told by a tech that there was a five-year build order for fiber in our city and he told me that four years ago and guess what I haven't seen anywhere fiber someone needs to clip that because when cloud does hit his standards you know some uh, ne'er-do-wells will clip just the parts that are anti-cloud yeah I mean clipping me out of context and making it look like I'm saying things that I'm not just you know let people do that you know, they deserve their own downfall into degenerate behavior, right? They got to wake up every morning and live with themselves. I don't. <laughs> I don't have to pay them any mind. That's that's the true terror and the true haunting reality for for deplorable people is every morning they wake up and they're still with you and they're still with themselves, right? Can't escape themselves. Probably in the U.S. where broadband providers hold monopolies, have their competition agreements in territories, and provide poor services, not everywhere in America. This is one avenue where I think Microsoft could actually flex in a way that benefits me. Microsoft could go to the government and say, hey, uh, nudge, nudge, we need these ISPs to uh, do what they said they were going to do. We need that fiber network. We need the infrastructure in America to be much better because our, you know, it's in our business interests that this gets better. And that, uh, that means it's in your interest, Congressman. That's in your interest to make this better for us. Because, you know, it'd be a shame if your next campaign had less funding. I, you know, be a real shame. If you just had a hard time getting reelected, you know, but hey, smack him on the back. Hey, 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 we're just talking shop. 
get it done. We want this. We want this to be better. Like Microsoft could certainly walk in the room and basically apply that pressure to say, this has to be better. We, we simply can't do what we want to do as a company with infrastructure this outdated. You and the haters and the clippers, I don't think about you at all. That's right. Microsoft is incentivized to do that very thing. That's right. You know what I would do is if I didn't like someone, I would never talk about them if they were a content creator. Yeah, I don't... There's a lot of content creators I've watched over the years and I'm like... And then that's the end of it. (laughs) It's like... Have you ever eaten something that you didn't like? Do you keep going back every day to be like... Yeah! I just want everybody to know, this is awful. Why do you keep eating it every day? Because you, I need to tell people that it's bad. Like, what? <laughs> you're, you're crazy. You're going to consume it every day so you can tell people that it's bad? That's, that's insanity. <laughs> I watch him every day because people need to know he's bad. <laughs> imagine imagine getting self-righteous and judgmental as you do that with your day (laughs) I I hurl hate and harass this person every day because I want people to know they're bad and I would look in the mirror (laughs) you got problems (laughs) oh (sighs) I love how US politics works and how corruption is painted as lobbying. Oh, for sure. For sure. But that's what I'm saying. Like, Microsoft could walk in the room and be like, hey, man, listen, Congressman, we we, got to have some movement here on this fiber bill. All right? You know? (laughs) Let's grease the wheels here. We're Microsoft after all. One of the biggest companies, if not the biggest company in the world. <laughs> so, get it done. Alright, let's set the chat. I'm going to set the chat to members only. And then I'm going to start the gaming AMA. So, you can ask me anything about gaming during this segment if you're a member. Now's a great time to gift members to get people in so they can sample it. 16 more members gets us to 50. And then I'll gift 5 more. That's like 20-something more people that can join us for this segment. I have to expose him. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to expose him. He's making a living in a way that I don't think is right. <laughs> oh, keep pocket watching. <laughs> uh. The irony of pocket watching while doing something that helps the pocket get bigger. That's interesting to me. <laughs> I'm not locked in here with you. <laughs> you know, it kind of has that energy. <laughs> you don't understand. <laughs> I'm not locked in here with you. Yo, Bolton says, do you think there will there'll be an announcement of Hi-Fi Rush or Sea of Thieves for PlayStation today? Um, okay. I've been getting that question a lot. I've been seeing that speculation quite quite a bit, right? 
Yo, Rainwaters, if you just renewed your membership, consider bumping up to $6 tier. We now have three tiers, 5 6 and 10 The $5 tier is reserved for gifting only, so you might want to bump up. Um, so, now that chat's calm, thoughts? Give me one second, Eugene. I'll read that in just a second. Um, so, I, I, this is a tough one because at some point they, they've got to say it, right? Yo, JC gifts a membership. Thank you so much. They've got to say it. When and how is the question? And I got to be honest with you. I think a developer direct makes more sense than doing it at a showcase. Like the, the, like the Xbox showcase this summer uh, dude, I don't know. I, I don't know if they're going to want to put this in that showcase. But a developer direct? Maybe. There you go, Rainwaters. Thanks for upgrading. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. It helps. It really does help us out. It really does. There aren't that many people left who are paying for their own membership that are still at the $5 tier. A ton of you have bumped up. That's super helpful. We made that change this year. We're only 18 days into the year, and a bunch of you have kind of caught the vision of what we're trying to do. Uh, and I just, I really, really greatly appreciate that. It's it's just been, it's just been cool to see. Um, Hellblade 2 gameplay. I'm really hoping for uncut Hellblade 2 gameplay. I am. That's what I've been saying for a very long time. I want uncut Hellblade 2 gameplay. I want uncut Avowed gameplay. If those games are coming this year, where where's the gameplay? Like we've we've seen a lot of cuts of Hellblade 2. We've seen a lot of cuts of Avowed. I, a lot of the times when a game is this close to coming out, we've usually got a handful of gameplay trailers, not n- like none. So and highly edited gameplay trailers kind of bother me. It's like, are you trying to hide something? Are you just going for cinematic impact? Like, give me give me uncut gameplay. That's And I, I expect the same from PlayStation if they do a state of play. I expect to see uncut gameplay of, uh, you know, Helldivers 2, which we've already seen quite a bit of uncut gameplay of Helldivers 2. But, you know, uh, you know Rise of the Ronin, uh, Foam Stars, these types of games, you know, I would like to see uncut, uncut gameplay. So hang on, I want to, Eugene put this in earlier and I want to look at it. He says, um, this was yesterday when I said, you know, um, this was yesterday. A five spots from Straight Shot says, Forza and Starfield were just recent examples of poor PC ports. Can Xbox make PS5 games? Uh, Forza wasn't just a bad PC port. It's bad on Xbox, too. Like, if you go to the Xbox store, it's got a terrible score. Same with Starfield. I don't know if those are described as bad ports. I think there were bad, buggy things about both games. I don't necessarily think the problems were unique to the PC platform. The idea that like Starfield was a bad port and that's why it got a bad score, I have ev- just eviscerated and demolished that every time it's come up. All you gotta do is go look at the Steam page. Ports get better with time and patches, not worse. And Starfield's score continues to go down. It has like a 29% in the last 30 days. That's embarrassing. That's absolutely embarrassing. That's why they're going to fix the game every six weeks. That game is in a terrible state with, 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 with what the public thinks. You can run to pundits and Metacritic all you want. That's like 80 people. Thousands of people have scored both of those games with really bad scores. Because that's what the public thinks. 
All right, Eugene says this, and I said, come clean about it. They have, people are just not listening and spinning it. And that was in response to somebody saying, you know, Xbox just needs to come clean if this is what they're doing. And I'm like, what do you mean come clean? They said they're going to do this. Eugene says, Forza has been removed from racing leads. That's all you need to know. Yeah, it's not even a good enough state to have competitions in it. That's how bad Forza is. So for all the people that clipped me and hated on me last year for saying Forza Motorsport was a bad game, Again, just like everything Xbox has been saying about what they're going to do with first party, you've just been in denial. And I guess you can stay there or you can stand in the sun with the rest of us and just, you know, live in the light, deal in truth. Eugene, in responding to me, says that's what a large portion of that fan base does. Microsoft will still make a console. That console will be the only console with Game Pass. Game Pass will be the only way to get Xbox games day and date without purchasing. Hell, they're likely to always get the titles first. Co-development is expensive and takes a long time. I wouldn't be surprised if Microsoft's strategy is similar to Sony's PC port strategy. Literally nothing is changing for the Xbox fan other than being able to say, nah, 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 you can't play this. Such a well-made point. I, 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 I tried to say this the other day and then I misspoke and I said that God of War and Horizon are coming to Game Pass because I was reading chat and I supplanted a word. I do that all the time. I did that the other day. I said that uh, Final Fantasy 16 was a new IP. It was just a, it's just a mistake. It's, it's that when you're reading chat as a streamer, you supplant words from chat because I'm trying to read chat and talk at the same time and your brain crosses the wires. But what I was trying to say when I said that about God of War and Horizon, it's like, I know those games are coming to PC. It didn't hurt my enjoyment of them. It didn't. I love those games. They're great games. God of War Ragnarok was my game of the year that year. And I know it's coming to PC. So if you play, you know, uh, Hellblade 2 this year, and you play it on Game Pass, and you play it on your Xbox, who cares if a year later it goes to PlayStation? Again, it's only upsetting because you want to leverage the game as bragging rights. It's like all the guys that get checked for their playtime, upset about Hi-Fi Rush, and they haven't even played it. Upset about people talking bad about Starfield, and they played it for 15 minutes. That's who you're dealing with. You're interacting with people who don't like games. They like arguing about games. And they're losing ammunition in the fight. That's the problem. That's the issue. The issue is not that this is terrible. The issue is my ammunition box is going to be a lot thinner. And they're going to have ammunition over there. There are literally tutorials on YouTube on how to fix bug quests in Starfield. Eugenia went on to say, I guess day and date Game Pass isn't the value they've repeatedly said that it is. They've been lying to everyone, including themselves. I guess Game Pass day and date isn't good enough as a benefit to own an Xbox like we've been told. That's right. That's exactly right. Because it was never about true value as a consumer. It was always about ammunition in a fight. Day and date Game Pass. PlayStation Plus is D-O-A. It's dumb. It's dead on arrival without day and date of their first party titles. PS Plus has more subscribers than Game Pass. What are we talking about? If that's the huge awesome value that everybody says that it is, then why is that not enough to satiate? Now, I'll push back a little bit on what Eugene said. One of the insiders did indicate 
that eventually eventually they are going to be launching games day and date across all platforms but like you're saying Eugene they still retain day and date on game pass if blade comes out in three years and it lands on playstation and xbox at the exact same time but you get it day and date on game pass what are you crying about what what's the problem let me go to the next question here Joker Quinn, if Xbox continues on the path they're on, do you see yourself buying Xbox hardware next-gen if there is any? I will only buy the cloud hybrid to test it and talk about it as a gamer. I won't buy it as a consumer. I'm not like buying it as a consumer because I want it. Even then, they'll have the only console with Game Pass. Don't you think that's interesting, Eugene, that a lot of these guys are approaching this debate and this argument by being like, oh yeah, they're going to put Game Pass on PlayStation. (laughs) It's like, wait, 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 wait. Don't you understand? Having the only console with Game Pass, like, that's, that's your exclusive. That's your value. That's your niche. That's your thing that makes your console relevant. If the, if the games are going everywhere, you don't want Game Pass to be everywhere. You want Game Pass to be exclusive to your console. Now, Game Pass will also be on phones, tablets, TVs, and PC. But in the console realm, no, there'll be one console with Game Pass. Like, I can't believe people are, like, pushing for that to not be the thing. They're like... Like, they think it's a win if third parties the way that Xbox goes, and they're like, yeah, but then Game Pass ends up on PlayStation. Like, why would that be a win? Why do you think that's a win? I don't understand. Anyways, guys, now's a great time to gift members. We need 15 more for 50. I'll give five. That'll be 20 more people. Right now, we are doing a members-only Q&A. It's a great time to let people sample what we do here as a community. Stonespire says, concerning today's Xbox Direct, Avowed will be there. Do we think we get real gameplay? Well, I certainly hope so. I mean, I'll say it. I'll say it. If we don't get gameplay of Avowed today, my concern increases. My concern increases. Blatantly obvious graphical degradation and art direction change. Okay, that's not the end of the world. Removed co-op. We were going to do co-op. It's not in our wheelhouse. We were building out the quest and decided not to do it. Okay, I take them at their word. Okay, that's fine. But then if you don't show gameplay, if you don't show gameplay in the year the game's coming out at the debut event, I'll be like, dude, what the heck is going on? Like, they... Yes, they better have gameplay today. 100%. 100%. Um, you know, I, I... I don't know. In, 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 my, in my mind, in my mind, if, if, if you get this close, if you get this close to a game coming out and you can't show, show me uncut gameplay, dude, I'm, I'm, all of my concern goes up. It's like, why? Why not? You should easily have a version of the game that's playable right now that can be shown to the public. Like, what what are we doing here? You know? 
I'll say the same for Hellblade. I'll say the exact same thing for Hellblade. Market. Market right now. The show's in three hours. If we don't get gameplay of Hellblade 2 and Avowed, if you want to call me a pony for being concerned, I'm gonna I'm gonna call you delusional for not being concerned. I, again, I'm talking if we don't get gameplay, if they just do all this like talking and showing and uh, tech this, tech that, motion capture this, and we get little quick cuts of gameplay, no, bro, no. That I will, all of my spidey senses will be tingling. Uh, do you think we actually see Halo on PS5? Says Dylan. I don't think that Halo coming to PS5 is as far fetched as everybody thinks that it is. I don't think that it is. So, um, so Jez Corden was talking with Destin, and he said he could see, um, he could see Xbox. Does he mean infinite? I maybe just Halo in general. He said, you know, he could see Xbox giving PlayStation users cosmetics in um in Sea of Thieves. He could see them giving them, you know, cosmetics in Sea of Thieves for having Game Pass. And I think people were good to point out and say, well, because he referenced Amazon Prime and Prime Gaming. And I think people were fair in their pushback. They said well, nobody really signs up for Amazon Prime because they want, you know, a dress in a video game or a mask in a video game. They sign up for Amazon Prime for a lot of other reasons. Like the the growth engine of Amazon Prime is not gaming gaming cosmetics. But Jez's input sparked an idea in my mind and I said, "Well, what if they came out with like a $5 Game Pass tier and they called it Game Pass Perks and you tell everybody who buys Call of Duty in 2024, hey, if you uh, if you come sign up for Game Pass, it's five bucks a month, and then you link it with your Activision profile, we're going to give you monthly stuff in Call of Duty. <laughs> I mean, probably get a couple million people to do that. And all of a sudden, Game Pass has multiple growth engines. Anytime Microsoft publishes a game on PlayStation or Nintendo, they could say, oh, yeah, hey, by the way, yeah, uh, if you have Game Pass perks, you'll you'll get some extra stuff in that game. You'll get some cosmetics. You'll get this. You'll get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all you got to do is sign up for Game Pass perks. It's five bucks a month. All of a sudden, their projections for Game Pass growth seem a little bit more reasonable. All of a sudden, publishing games on other platforms seems a lot more sensible. It's not about getting Game Pass on the other platforms. It's about selling games on those platforms and then maybe even using those games as a, as a catalyst to getting people into the Game Pass funnel. Just an idea. It's just an idea. I don't know if they would do it. I don't know how feasible it is. Somebody was good to point out. They said, well, you would then have Game Pass Perks, Game Pass Core, uh, Game Pass Standard, Game Pass Ultimate. Like, that's too many tiers. I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you. You could roll Core into Standard and just tell everybody they're going to get charged an extra dollar and then, you know, eliminate Core. And then you just have Game Pass Standard and Game Pass Ultimate. You would have three tiers. Perks, standard, ultimate. That's it. And perks is primarily designed for people 
that are playing not on Xbox. Cosmetics, wow, what a deal. Something that does nothing in a game. I mean, that's your view, Hotshot. Do you want to look at the percentages of after-launch spending in live service games? It's insane. Cosmetics are, are massive as far as revenue generation is concerned. They're amazing. Like they, and, the, and the cost to make them, I mean, it's just the ROI on a skin in Fortnite. <laughs> a five spot from Mark Tech says, Microsoft could bring Game Pass to PlayStation by making it a separate tier only for first party games and integrate it into the way EA works on PSN. They certainly could, Mark, but I think there are economic reasons to not do that. Case in point would be Call of Duty. You want to sell Call of Duty on PlayStation, not have people signing up for Game Pass. Because the margins on 48% of the people who buy Call of Duty buy it on PlayStation. The margins of all of those people buying that game at 60 or 70 bucks versus whatever percentage of those people would then sign up for Game Pass, that would be lo- that would be them losing money. It would not be worth it. It wouldn't be in the interest of Microsoft or PlayStation to do that. PlayStation would say no to that deal. They'd say no. They'd say that's antithetical to our business model. The CEO of PlayStation said that he has spoken with developers and publishers who see Game Pass as value destructive. They would never bring Game Pass to their platform they wouldn't it's antithetical to their business model and their approach to what they call the virtuous cycle and i don't even think microsoft would want to do it anyway because as satya nadella said this is what they've always wanted to do make great games and put them on all the platforms uh let's go to the next question sneaky wolf says do you agree that the game should be called indiana jones and the search for xbox exclusives That's funnier than it really that I think I'm laughing at that as if it's funnier than it really is. But that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Guys, we're gonna do this for about ten more minutes. You got ten minutes if you wanna scramble to hit fifty members on the day and get some more people into this members only QA. Uh P dub H Town using the gaming AMA. You guys can use that at the top of the chat. As a member, you can also use the Discord if you want to submit a more lengthy question. There's also an Ask Lono room in the Discord. Sometimes these questions could be turned into a video, um, which um, I don't think any of these are worth. I don't think we would make a video on any of the questions yet. It would just get us into a lot of hot water hate like Halo on PS5. Um, DWH Town says, I don't think there's going to be a big announcement for the Xbox games going over. I think Sony will just do a trailer on Twitter and keep it moving. Yeah, I think in general, the question of when and how, let's you know, let's say Hi-Fi Rush or Sea of Thieves is coming to PlayStation. You know, I think the question of when and how is the bigger question. Does PlayStation want to announce that, or would they see that as a giant distraction? You know what I'm saying? Like, if imagine PlayStation does a big state of play, they talk about all their games, and in that state of play is the announcement about Hi-Fi Rush or Sea of Thieves. That would be every headline. PlayStation announces Hi-Fi Rush. Now, maybe PlayStation says, that's good for us. We're going to be in every headline. That's going to be good for sales. Or they might say, 
that's so disruptive to our marketing aims we've got our own marketing plans and budgets and games that we really want to get out there we do not want to sideline those for sea of thieves and high five rush you know i could see them doing it with something more sizable like starfield and if if you know if the sources that relate to us that you know starfield's coming if those people are correct then I could see Starfield being announced because that would be tectonic. But again, when it gets announced, it's going to take over the headlines. A couple of insiders saying that they've heard this took over the news cycle. Satya Nadella talking to shareholders. He gives one answer. It's like a two sentence answer and it takes over the gaming world. So it's 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 a powder keg it's like whoever whoever pulls the trigger on announcing this that's all anybody's going to talk about you know people are making jokes like like this will be announced at the developer direct tonight in a couple of hours i'm like no i don't think so that's all anybody would talk about nobody's going to talk about indiana jones nobody's going to talk about a vowed or hellblade if you say that hi-fi rush is going to playstation that's all anybody would talk about bill silence is deafening Yo, what's good, Thrifty? Well, yeah, Nick, I, I that was one of the things that I thought was so interesting about this was people calling for, like, Xbox and Phil to respond. And I'm like, respond and say what exactly? What? What do you think he's going to say? Told Famitsu in December that PlayStation and Nintendo are now considered part of the Xbox community. And he said what changed his mind was Minecraft. Same month, in December, CFO tells Wells Fargo Summit, you're going to see a bit of a change of strategy. We're going to be putting first-party games on what were previously considered competitors. So the CFO marks a change and says they're not considered competitors anymore, and we're going to be putting our first-party property over there. CEO walks out and says, yeah, we can now do what we've always set our minds on doing. We're going to make great games and put them on all platforms. And he says, con- he says Xbox and consoles and PC and mobile and cloud. What exactly do you think Phil Spencer is going to come out and say? What? This is all a ruse? <laughs> Just kidding, guys. You got punked. You know, is Ashton Kutcher going to come running out? Starfield would sell 10 million copies within a year on PlayStation. Don't kid yourself. Why would Sony want Starfield? Yeah, I don't think you realize that there is a large, large Bethesda audience on on uh, on PlayStation. Fallout Four did incredibly well commercially on PlayStation. There's a large Bethesda audience there, and I have said that I think the updates every six weeks and the Shattered Space DLC, all of that's being packaged and done in a way so that they can have sort of a 2.0 moment, and then they'll launch that full complete edition package on PlayStation. That's what I think is going to happen. That's just my opinion. I didn't I didn't get a phone call or a text message from Todd Howard. I'm just telling you that's what I think is going to happen. And two sources that did not directly come to me, they came to us, you know. They came to us and just mentioned that that's coming. And they've been right before. So I also think it's really funny 
that all of the people that were really late to the party on this and they all got blindsided like in December they're saying oh it's Hopium that's not happening PlayStation's not going to get first party Xbox titles they go from saying that to saying oh yeah I guess this is happening do you really think when they say no it Starfield won't happen my sources are saying Starfield won't happen do you think that that's reliable they were blindsided by this they didn't see this coming why because their sources aren't in the know their sources are not in the know their sources don't know what's going on if their sources knew what were going on they would have seen this coming they wouldn't have dismissed it and said it's not happening they wouldn't have brushed it off they brushed it off because they're not as informed as you thought they were they're not as informed as they thought they were you really going to trust somebody that got blindsided by this? Oh, but they they, they said it's just going to be small games. It's not going to be big titles. Really? They didn't see this coming. Do you wonder why? Do you ever think that maybe this came from the top? And because it came from the top, the leaky parts of the companies were the last people to find out? You're going to trust those sources? You're going to trust those people to say, nah, never Starfield. Really? Why didn't your sources know this was coming? Why didn't they tell you? Why weren't you prepared for this? We heard earlier last year that Xbox prepares YouTubers when bad news is going to come out. Why didn't they do that this time? Hmm? Why didn't they? Maybe because Xbox isn't telling people what's coming because they knew this was going to be a significant thing. And it comes from the top. And when it comes from the top, your sources are going to be the last ones to find out. That's why people got really mad at me the other day. Because they feel betrayed. Their sources don't know any better than them. They all got blindsided by this. And they took it out on me. Either he heard about the ports in mid-November and lied in his December tweet, or he didn't hear about the ports and lied in his latest column. Which is it? Yeah, so in December, he said, no, Xbox isn't porting its console exclusives to PlayStation. It's just hard hopium from fanboys. But then he says, in mid-November, I started sending out feelers to contacts and sources within Microsoft to inquire about a tip I'd received that Sea of Thieves was potentially exploring a PlayStation Nintendo Switch version. I was unable to confirm nor refute those rumors, but it wouldn't be the last time I hear similar. I don't know. I think that's I, I don't think that's being framed fairly to Jez. Jez has simply said he heard rumors in November and he couldn't get confirmation or denial on either. So he says in December, this isn't happening. Do you want to know why he said that? I'll speak for him. Because he couldn't get anybody to confirm it. None of his sources confirmed it. So he's like, this isn't happening. If it was, then somebody would have confirmed it. I don't think he's caught in a lie. I I think that this, this this person's reaching. I don't think Jez has been caught in a lie. His article makes it very clear. He sent out feelers because he had this tip. He had heard a tip, and he's unable to confirm or refute the rumors. So in his mind, these are just rumors. This is just nonsense. So he says in December, this isn't happening. This is hopium. 
Obviously, yes, now he's saying it's happening, but that's exactly what you should do. You should say, there's new information now. There's pretty concrete insider info coming out from guys that aren't wrong that are saying, this is happening. So, I'm... I'm not going to go on some quest to defend him, but I don't think I don't think he's been caught in some kind of a lie. I think that the way it's phrased, um, I could completely understand why he said what he said in December. He was awfully confident to call it hopium when he couldn't get a denial. Why do you think these guys felt so blindsided, Eugene? Think about what think think about what he went through. He puts out all those feelers and everyone's like, I don't know. I don't know. I can't I can't confirm or deny it. I don't know. I've not heard that. I've not heard right? He goes to all of his contacts and his contacts are all like So what's he think? Oh, this isn't happening. One of these people would have known, right? One of these people would have known. I've been doing this long enough to know this is fake. Why do you think why do you think the response, not by him primarily, there's been a bunch of people that are real emotional about this. Our source says that you're a liar. Really? What are you so upset about? It's almost like your sources don't know what's going on. Or they would have told you. That, that timeline literally outlines what I've been saying. Their sources didn't no. So you really going to trust them when their sources say, yeah, n- n- no Starfield, just little titles like Hi-Fi. Really? It sounds like your sources don't have a clue what's going on. What they're telling you, they probably learned on Twitter just like you did. Like I said, they're not as informed as they thought they were. So be open to any possibilities right now. SSJ Havoc, yeah, your question got through. You said, do you think any uh, everything will happen within the next five months or later down the line spread out? I don't even have a clue what the timeline will be. We don't even know when they're going to start bringing Activision stuff to, to, to Game Pass. We just don't know. Um, a couple more questions, and then we got to be done and go to writer's room. So uh, we will... We're going we're gonna to end. If you guys want to... I'll keep this goal for the Xbox Developer Direct. If you guys want to go crazy during the Developer Direct, that's also a great time to gift members and welcome people in because that's when a lot of new people are hanging out. Um, uh, John always says, The Game Pass model has made it difficult for Xbox to evaluate the success of an individual game. If they bring their content to the open market, how well do you think they'll do? So that's an excellent question, John. I do think Xbox published games having to come into the buy-to-play markets of Nintendo and PlayStation could potentially really benefit everybody because they're going to start to say we don't just want to push out games to feed to Game Pass. We need games to come out at quality. Forza Motorsport came out came out and it wasn't ready. Why? Because Microsoft wanted a big game every quarter. That's the only reason Forza Motorsport came out. It came out because Microsoft said we want this game out. Remember when Phil Spencer said they want the studios to own their date? No, no, that's not true. You wouldn't have pushed out Forza Motorsport then. You would have you would have let them delay it. You would have. If they're willing to do that with their own property, the concern would be if they do that, imagine a game like Forza Motorsport landing on PlayStation in the state that it's in. It would perform abysmally. It wouldn't sell well, it would get terrible scores. So, 
they're going to have to consider that. Like, pushing games out at cadence over quality, well, you better fix it before you port it then. Uh, David Langer says, do you think they release dates of all the games at the Direct? I think we'll get release dates for all the games, yes. If we don't, it'll be interesting because they said in their own blog everything at the Developer Direct is coming out later this year, which is basically a very soft way of saying there won't be a shadow drop. Now, the one insider did indicate that they might experiment with announcing a game and then releasing it like a week or two later and I said that might be a better way to get people into Game Pass because you say hey this game's coming out in two weeks play it day and date on Game Pass and everybody goes and says oh wow that release date's really close they go sign up for Game Pass and then they spend two weeks experiencing the value of Game Pass that might be something that Xbox is trying to make Game Pass more sticky um Minstree you said by respond they me refute I'm not sure what you're trying to say Last question from Hadigan Matter. What's your take on performance parity? Do you think Xbox and Microsoft will allow first-party titles to run better on PlayStation 5, if feasible? Um, Yeah, that's an excellent question. I don't know. I don't know. I I, I truly don't know what they do with that, because that I I do. I think that's a challenge. I think that's a challenge. Um, we're going to do a developer direct waiting room, which I'm okay with letting every member come to this because once it's over, we're going to go to the developer direct. So I'm okay with letting everybody hang out, uh, in this, like we, we don't need to do a writer's room and like have creature hop on the phone with me. We don't need to do that right now. Cause we're basically going to go to a waiting room where I can like have lunch and kind of take a break and kind of chat with you guys. And then we'll go to the developer direct. Um, I don't know if we have... Have we ever done... I don't think I can scroll far enough to find... Have we ever done a dev direct waiting room? Yeah, I can't scroll back far enough. Um, Let me do a... This, and we'll go... Xbox dev direct waiting room... Uh, and then I'm going to change the thumbnail to just the generic, um, like members recap, just hanging out. Oh, that says just hang out on a Friday. Hang on. We'll go reforge refuge. There we go. That'll work. Uh, and we're going to go all channel memberships. Actually, I'm going to make it private and then do all channel memberships. There's no reason to, there's no reason, uh, to shrink this. He says, cool. See you guys Monday. Once we get over there too, I gotta like, I gotta take a restroom break, stretch my legs. And, uh, we're babysitting a friend's little guy today. See how that's going for everybody. Members only, all channel members. Uh, and let's redirect to it. There we go. 
Alright, I gotta set this to not be an automatic start live stream. I gotta initiate it myself. Alright, I'm gonna end the AMA. If you guys have a question that I didn't get to, you can ask it again where we're headed. Okay. Alright, I'm gonna give you guys a link. Yeah, the dev direct is in uh, like two and a half hours. Thanks so much for being a member. You may have gotten a gifted membership. This has been a big week for the channel. We're very close to 3,000 members. If we hit 3,000 members, we always do a community game night on the last Friday of the month. And that's open to all members, gifted and up. And you will get to beat the tar out of me in a fighting game. I don't really like fighting games. So help us hit that goal. Keep pushing, keep gifting, keep signing up. This is going to be the waiting room for the Xbox developer direct. So we'll be going to that shortly. If you haven't seen that on the channel, I also have a show that you might have missed going over Satya Nadella's comments about Xbox publishing and looking like they're just going to bring more and more titles uh, to other platforms. So there's a link in the chat. I'm going to redirect and end that stream and bring people over. And uh, we're just going to kind of hang 